Hey everybody and welcome to episode 142. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to the show, episode 142. Happy New Year. Hope everything started for you well. I've actually been putting out quite a lot of uh, posts around um, changes that you should be, well, should be making or can make for 2020 in terms of getting getting people out of your, well, out of your daily, say, day experience or exp- you're exposing yourself to daily, I should say, is better, that are that drag you down rather than pull you up and then getting yourself to align with your goals and doing the things you need to do to become the person you want to become so you can achieve what you want to achieve so lots of that if you don't follow me on facebook at ryan martin and heading over there um or actually you can go to the revive um posts sorry revive the revive page just revive uh, yourself you'll find us on facebook uh, or heading over to www um revive yourself.co and there's always my loads of content on there and um yeah if you're if you're actually part of my email list you generally get everything i send out anyway i always like to try and send out in all different forums so just some people don't miss out um but yeah welcome to 2020 um i hope it started off well for you and i hope you've got some goals and um goals in place for this year but always, you know, goals without actions just dreams. So make sure you're, you're you're acting and and you're putting things in place that you can move towards them. Um, and when you get there, celebrate the wins that you're getting. But keep positive and remember, you know, start start being excited about what can go right rather than being worried about what can go wrong. Um, keep positive throughout everything, and it's amazing what can happen. Um, just before we get to the, the, today's show, I want to say. My book is now out, um, as I said in the last show. Um, unfortunately, those of you that have ordered it, <laughs> Royal Mail did it. It's not just my book. It was three other authors. They completely messed up and they managed to lose. Nice email come through. They managed to lose all of the outgoing books. So luckily, my publisher's been very kind. They have, they have managed to um, send out a second batch that's gone out as of today so you should be getting the books if you've ordered them next week if you haven't already ordered your book and well first of all why not <laughs> if you haven't already ordered your book and you want to and you want to improve your health in 2020 um or if you just want to get to optimum optimal health this would really help you if you go to www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com that's www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com you can find my book there um and you know, if you're getting the hard copy, I don't even get anything for that. It's literally you're paying for postage and packaging. Um, that's all to get out here. There is an option for an upgrade to audio book. Um, so you can get that if you prefer to listen rather than read. You've got the option to do that. And it also takes you through to an option to go on the 21 day health reset. Um, if you're looking to improve your health there, um, it's, it's, a, it's a, 
the 21 day health reset is is great it's a, a, a fantastic program and it'll really help you to reset um and you know it's it's something that i do as part of my larger program um and anyone who does want to do that as always gets a call with me afterwards anyway for the larger program because after you've done that you probably want to continue to move forward and implement things so you can so you can continue to make this um make this part of your life you know that's why i always have programs generally uh 16 to 20 weeks long because i don't want people to just do things short term and get short-term results we want to get long-term and long-term results and this is why um i have a high percentage of clients that you know not only do they get results they stay doing it and they be, they start guiding people themselves um you know they always say good leaders don't make followers they make more leaders so that's what we aim to do here um as always if you head over to www.reviveyourself.co we've got our shop there and fantastic products from evolution organics finchley clinic um uh, ancient purity i mean evolution organics always like to promote the living fuel super greens and super berries the, the best products on the market bar none um two scoops of either of those is worth 260 dollars worth of organic produce um and it's just you can get every i mean you can live on that for the rest of your life and be one of the healthiest individuals in the world um also got high quality liver cleansers there in milk thistle a liver support from nature's answer um We've got from well from the Finchley Clinic. If you're looking to help your gut out, we've got a great gut bundle there from the Finchley Clinic as well. Um, and at Ancient Purity, we've got some very very um, well. It's basically brand new out actually. It's it's colloidal silver for the skin, which is going to really help you heal your skin if you get any blemishes, redness, eczema, psoriasis, uh, as well as pearl powder. Another th- thing that can be either used internally or externally. Great for blemishes healing the skin um, as well as cleansing the liver and um, royal jelly which is what the bee exclusively eats so the, the bee the queen bee exclusively eats and it's why she lives seven years longer than all of her all of her um, yeah fellow bees um, also if you head on over to um, well, we also got our whole house filtration systems from Aquatel. Um, if you've got one, two, three, or four bed plus house, we've got uh, every option for you there. If you've got hard or soft water, we've got different units for you there too. And it's something that, you know, I always say it's very important because you're not only, you're not only drinking that water, you're washing your clothes in it, you're washing your bed sheets in it, you're washing, um, you're washing yourself in it and you're cooking your food in it and you're cleaning things in it so it's very important to have clean water throughout your house and we've got our blue blocking glasses blue light blocking glasses i should say from blue blocks that's the b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com if you go to that website and put in the code revive 10 you get 10 percent off and also we have a link with um, essential oil wizardry www.essentialoilwizardry.com with Dr. Nick Berry for the best essential oils on the planet he's got di- lots of different things if you look at his website you'll, you could be there all day looking at how many fantastic blends he's got and if you put in the code REVIVE10 there with small letters you'll get 10% off there too well that's it for the little introduction today's episode is with a returning guest Phil Escott he has a great group on Facebook called 100% Carnivore and Beyond. He's also got um, a website, um, pureactivity.net. Uh, and he's just a fantastic person to have a great conversation with. He's someone that was a former vegan. He, he had arthritis as well as other autoimmune issues. He went full on vegan. Not only did he not get better, he felt a hell of a lot worse. And then he finally turned to Carnivore and all of his ailments started to disappear. 
and we have a long conversation here about all things carnivore, vegan, etc. Um, and so if you're vegan, be prepared to be triggered. If you're not, if you're not and you're an omnivore like me, keep your mind open. And if you're a carnivore, listen up because there'll be some interesting things. Um, and it'd be fair, even if you're a vegan, listen up. It's very, very interesting things. I've had so many vegans reaching out to me recently saying thank you very much. Or as I say, so many ex-vegans reaching out to me saying thank you very much for spreading the truth because I was really, really ill. I didn't think it was a diet. When I finally went back to eating meat, I started to get my health back. Um, you know, for me, that's not a surprise. So anyway, without further ado, here is Phil. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. As long as you can hear me, we're, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all good, good, good to go. How uh, have you been, mate? It's been a little while since you've uh, since you spoke, since you've been on. I think it's been about maybe a year and a half. I know. It's, I saw it come up on Skype. It seems like kind of yesterday, you know. Was it, it's uh, funny. How long ago was it? I'm trying to think, actually. Yeah, how long ago was it? Was it oh, it's, well, on the Skype? Was it? Yeah, it's been it's been a while, but because I'm always seeing your posts and sort of like it doesn't seem like it's been that long. To be honest with you, but um, lots of lots of things have actually yeah, lots changed. I'd say in the world and diet since that conversation in terms of carnivore sort of blown up and even veganism's blown up. They're both sort of blown up uh, in their own in their own way, right? Yeah, they have, haven't they? Yeah. They oh, are we do- are we doing just sound? Or are you doing video as well? What what are you doing? Um, we're doing audio. We're gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be recorded in audio, but I can see. Can you see me? No, not yet. All right. Uh, if you, I if, can see you leaning against a wall. No, if you um, if you click the camera, it should it should come up. No, that's if you click your camera, isn't it? My, you can see I, me. I can see you. Yeah. If I click my camera, it'll I'll disappear like that. Well, how comes like, you can't see me? One second. Oh, is it me then, is it? I think so. Ah, right. Got there you. There There we go. <laughs> Swear on, man. I thought that you could see me. Anyway, we'll leave, we'll leave that in for everyone because I can't bother to cut it out. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just looking at you, I mean, I think you're looking, you're looking good. I think you're looking, looking very healthy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel it. There's, you know, there's, there's still... Uh, there's still little little things that that go on that I could improve, but aren't there always? Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm sort of down to the last one percent now, so it's uh, law of diminishing returns and tweaking little things here and there and biohacking this and that. It's quite entertaining instead what, of uh, sort of being in proper agony. So. Yeah. So, so what what is the little one percent then? What you still got left to do? Oh God, just um, uh, what have I got? Well, there's one knee that, that I'm still trying to get back online, which has not got any inflammation in, but it got damaged during the time when I had all that arthritis and stuff. Right. And so it's trying to get that back online with various things and working on it and working right. that leg and that sort yeah. of thing. Cool. Little things. I'd like to get um, uh, sort of mental sharpness up another couple of percent, you know. Yep. Um, things little, little tiny things, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'll go, we'll go, we'll get into that because uh, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I was just saying, like c- compared, well, from the last conversation we had when we talked about carnivore and we talked about how it helps you heal and the issues you've been through and been vegan and lots of different issues and, and that not working and you're going carnivore and everything's sort of changing. Um, so message when I first put it out there, a lot of my listeners were like, "Oh my god, I've never, never, never really heard of it." Um, you know, they, they didn't really heard of it. And then obviously Sean Baker come on on the scene, 
and it's sort of grown and grown and grown to almost a point now where it's vegan carnivore. I sit in the middle. I'm an omnivore, you know, and I do I do well at that. Um, so I I don't mind. And I think going vegan for some people short term can be phenomenal in terms of just a lot of it's eliminating a lot of processed stuff that they're eating anyway. And then I see the I see the the results that people can get going carnivore, and you can't. And you can't, and you can't not, not not see the benefits it's getting. Them. And so for me, I sit here and I, I still fall on the side of I think meat is very, very vital, valuable. If I was to pick either one of them, it would be carnivore over over veganism. Um, but I sit somewhere in between, and I just think it's just like the, what's been going on is just almost just like it's just a, another way to divide and conquer the public. Um, you know, um, and it's just people get so irate about it. it Nutrition has become like religion. Um, and I've had, even from me posting, I had a message that I put up the other, the other day. I'm getting get loads of these messages through, but I got one from a, a vegan saying, like, I first come across your page, Ryan, three years ago, and I was vegan, and I thought, this guy's talking nonsense. He can't be right. I kept listening to your message, even though, and uh, I kept listening to your message. And some part of me knew that you were right, though, because... I was feeling really bad. I started introducing meat into my diet again, and all of a sudden, I felt fantastic. And I was like, "There you go." So you don't need studies to tell you what your body can tell you. I mean, you must have had so many messages like that. Tons of them. Yeah, yeah, tons. So, what are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny old thing with the vegans, isn't it? It's. Um... I, I've had people who sort of given me death threats or sort of close to come back and say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. And my thyroid's blown up and that kind of thing. You know, uh, and you see it again and again. I'm I don't think it's even a good intervention in the short term. I think it does work. But having done it in the short term, because I was vegetarian for about 30 odd years and then I was really only vegan for about probably nine months or a year. And yes, you get initial benefits, but depending on how healthy you are when you start you know if you're a young guy eating a whole load of junk food and you go vegan you're going to notice some improvements in the first little while so then you get this honeymoon period it's usually somebody's first experimentation with diet um and so they think that they're great experts you know they've seen cowspiracy and forks over knives and all that sort of crap um they've seen all that and then suddenly they go and turn vegan and they get a few health benefits. But the sicker you are, then you still might get some benefits, but the shorter they'll last because the nutritional deficiencies kick in quicker. And, and I mean, the, since we last spoke, I suppose I've been down this rabbit hole of exactly what we did eat. And it just seems to me that in every area of the globe, we are, our preferred food was fatty meat. And it's not you see i'm not militant carnivore at all i'm completely carnivore because i find it easier i like the rebellious nature of it and i i feel the best on it but does everybody need to do it no not at all i just think if everybody knew it was our preferred ancestral diet we've always eaten it if they understood the human physiology of the um the the our actual digestive system i mean it, it embarrasses me when i think about my first book that i wrote in 96 and i was writing about oh we're like gorillas and, and this and that it, it's just nonsense just because we look like them doesn't mean to say we are them and if you want to um if you want to eat 40 pounds of uh, of vegetation a day plus your own poo to get enough vitamin b b12 you know then be eat like a gorilla fine away you go see how you do but our digestive systems are more like hyenas you know we're we're, we're more like um scavengers 
pH is more like that. We have a short cecum. We, we are totally adapted to meat. And we have been for millennia. And, and that's just the fact. That's how it is. You can tell from bone isotope records. If we could accept that and then see the modern dietary nonsense uh, for what it is. And then you get the vegan thing and the five a day uh, bullshit that keeps being put out all over the media everywhere. And you see that came from nothing. That was all nonsense. And none of the fruit and veg that are in the shops now are anything that we found in the wild. They're all bred to be really sugary. The fruits, they're all flown in from other parts of the world. The vegetables <coughs> are, um, they didn't even exist. You know, you don't get broccoli in the wild. You don't walk around and find broccoli. And if you did, you probably wouldn't eat it. Now, we ate starchy tubers. They're really nice. You know, you mix them up with some animal fat. What, who doesn't like a buttery roast potato? <laughs> you know, they're mm. fantastic. But does anybody actually like spinach and broccoli without it being soaked in butter? I don't think many people do. You see, I think that people should be should be educated in that. And if they're eating veg and they actually like them, then fine, go for it. I've got no problem with that. I don't think anybody should be eating grains. I think that's pretty obvious now that it's 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 really horrific for our health. Some people can take them for a while, but everybody, even if they think they can take them, seems to feel better without them. But it's it's the, the veg thing. It wasn't in the wild. We're not really designed to you to, to, to eat it. It's sprayed with a load of crap, obviously. The soil is now depleted, so we don't have the vitamins and minerals in the veg that we used to. And those those vitamins and minerals are not very accessible. They're not very bioavailable. They're wrapped up in indigestible cellulose. And so you're not really accessing them. If you look at it on paper, that's not the nutrients you get. But everything in meat you can get, particularly if you eat nose to tail and you eat all the organs, put a bit of fish in, put a bit of egg yolks in now and again, and you'll be covered for every nutrient you could possibly need without any of the anti-nutrients. And then we haven't even gone into the, the, the anti-nutrients in plants, the oxalates, the lectins, the salicylates, the whatever. So, I, you know, I'm not militant. I think it's a matter of choice. I think everybody should eat what they want. But if only people who are very sick would know that, yes, even the broccoli and spinach is probably having a horrific effect on you at that stage. And so cut it out. Go back to just beef and water, fatty beef and water, and then get symptom free for six months and then reintroduce. If we this was always known in all the other cultures, if we only knew that and then we could implement that when somebody really needed it, then that's great. And then you can reintroduce other things. You know, I did a video about reintroducing foods on a carnival diet and it would be, you know, reintroduce maybe egg yolks first and then some fish and, and, and then maybe pork and chicken. Not so much chicken because they're all fed on the wrong things in this country. Pigs and chickens, nothing that not there's anything particularly wrong with them as such. But if a lot of people react to them. So, you know, you learn these little tweaks. I've learned so much as I've gone along about how people react to things. If somebody comes to me with sort of flaming arthritis, absolutely, beef and water, nothing else. Just get it out of control, get the symptoms gone, and you'll be amazed. Then you can start to reintroduce things. And then if you come to the veg, you know, if you're reintroducing one thing a week, one thing every two weeks, you'll find out yourself what your body can take. Because at that point, we are all different. But I believe we're not different in that fatty meat from ruminant animals is our preferred food and the food that we react to the least. Now, the thing is, if you're out in the wild, whatever your latitude is, this is what everybody misses, particularly vegans, the circadian element. Now, if you're out in the wild and you go and find some nuts, you're going to eat them. You go and find some berries, you're going to eat them. You find a load of honey, you're going to gorge on it because we're all sugar addicts. But 
that doesn't mean to say every meal can be nuts, berries and honey in the middle of winter in England. <laughs> it's that if the if the food that goes into your stomach doesn't match the light that's going into your eyes, there's going to be problems and there's going to be problems with circadian with 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 mismatch in in the mitochondria. And then disease comes from that. And it's really so simple. It's it's looking at nature, <coughs> seeing what happened. And if you have already gone too far the other way, I always like to talk about a fat guy on a seesaw. You know, there's people who go, oh, well, moderation is the key. Well, what, what does moderation mean? Moderation to me means moderating the foods that are poisonous to you, mm. which are the foods full of oxalates, lectins, sacilates, you know, and, and, and all of these things. And so you need a fat guy down the other end of the seesaw and then it'll balance out for a bit. And then, you know, as those guys lose weight, you can balance out in a different way. I've chosen to stay carnivore because I just kind of enjoy it. I, I never really enjoyed vegetables. Actually, Christmas Day, I ate a massive great pile of roast potatoes with butter. And I haven't eaten a vegetable for five years now. So you call a roast potato a vegetable? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's probably one of the few that, that we're actually designed to eat, apart from the nightshades. Yeah. But I mean, well, let's not say a vegetable, right, a plant. I hadn't eaten a plant. Maybe I oh, no, no, I just think that like, it's just about three years ago. I just wanted to. I wanted to. And I tried it and I had no ill effects. Yeah. I thought, excellent, fine. And I didn't do it again. But years ago, sort of six, seven years ago, when I was very sick, if I had like a couple of chips, I couldn't walk the next day. Right. But but now I can. Was that what it was cooked in or was that the actual potato? Probably a combination of the two, you know? Yeah. Because they're usually cooked in those horrible vegetable oils, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think anything is evil. I think there might even be something small in this hormesis thing where a little bit of poison does you good to make you stronger. I don't think so. I'd, I'd rather get my hormesis from weight training and cold thermogenesis and stuff like that. But when you, it might be fine. But all I'm saying is I deal with I have been very sick and I deal with people who are very sick. And the miracles I've seen with the complicated issues like, say, multiple sclerosis, stuff like that, when people go from a keto diet with very few veg and just drop the last of the veg out, that jump to carnivore seems to heal more than the jump from regular, regular uh, diet to to keto. And and that's what's blown me away. I've I've seen it over and over again. And then you know, and then the vegans come and attack you and give you death threats and stuff. And you go, listen, guys, the secret to saving the soil is to put ruminant animals back on. This it's not. This stuff is not grown for the animals and fed to the animals. It's it's there because humans eat it and turn it into into fuel and turn do all sorts of things with it. So it's the, there's so many misconceptions out there so i'm babbling i'm on one aren't i i'm just going right. there's so many so many things that that there's so many elements to this that that people don't see it all ties in with circadian biology the health of the soil what nature did where the grasslands were with the ruminant animals what we used to do moving around after them and, and eating them and and it you know the whole vegan thing is uh it, it just seems to be a, a cult for angry people looking for something to be angry about. I wonder I wonder if it, they were angry before they got vegan. It seems to me that the, the more vegan they get, the angrier they get. The hormones are ever to place. I mean, I'd be angry yeah. if I was here all the time as well. Um, you know, I sit there and I said to someone the other day, he was talking about it, talking and saying about how diseased and everything I'd be from eating meat. And I said, well, I'll I, I tell you what, mate, have been to a vegan convention? Because it looks like The Walking Dead. Um, and I said, it's funny how you haven't got a picture on your profile, but 
have a look at me. How do I look? You know, and it's just like, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to point things out. It's like, I've, I've been down that road. The thing is, you, you say there's lots of different ways. Of this, you've opened so many different avenues. We go down there. Um, uh, yeah. So when you talk about the digestive tract, it's really interesting because people always talk about how, you know, oh, we are meant to eat meat. We're not meant to eat meat. I always look at, do you know Byron Robinson, MD? <clears throat> his research no, so, no. He, so he um dissected like 650 bodies and measured the length of their um entron so mouth to anus and he found that there was like a hundred percent difference between all human beings depending on where they lived you know some were 42 um foot in length and others were 21 feet, uh, feet in length um and then he like correlated the, the length of digestive tracts to where they lived and he found out that the people that ate more plants they had longer digestive tracts the people that ate meats had shorter and like it was like the tribes that ate more meat had more digestive tracts more like hyenas and like dogs and the ones that ate plants had longer digestive tracts it was just how our bodies adapted to the environment uh, and I think that we're like one of those things that we can we can do that and I've seen people like, like a lot of people can some people out there can eat what they want and they're, they're fine that's great but other people like us reason we got into this is because we were, we were ill and we just sort ourselves out and my thing is always look, do what's working do what works for you until it doesn't and then have an open mind enough to be able to change don't get so you know I, I call sometimes or people contact me and they get on the phone and call for me and they say oh by the way I'm a vegan I say cool why are you a vegan oh because you know it's the healthiest it's, it's, it's the healthiest diet I say well, okay so why are you on the phone to me then you know you're, <laughs> you're ill you know and so if that was if that was working for you surely you wouldn't be on the phone to me I say to them would you rather be ill and not eat not eat meat, or would you rather be healthy and eat meat? And they say, well, some of them said, I'd rather be ill and not eat meat. I said, well, good luck. That's you're not the client for me, you know, because in the, the day, the healthiest human being that you can be, then makes the most the most intelligent decisions, and that's how we that's how we all can help the planet, you know, because, you know, we can only vote, no one else can vote. And so, I mean, there's so many different avenues you've opened up there. I mean, the, 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 the light with Dr. I know you're a big fan of Dr. Jack Cruz. Um, and I want to get into that, the Carcadian rhythms and the light. Have you ever heard of sun sink nutrition by Atom Bergstrom? No, I haven't. No, he talks about like eating in terms of um, certain foods, in terms of what's lung time, what's kidney time, in terms of like eating foods in relating to the organs of the body, which is very interesting. Um, and so there's lots of ways to go about this, you know. Um, and I, I find it hard um, when you said that it's winter, you shouldn't be eating honeys and berries. But for me, when I eat fruits, my digestive system loves them. Whereas, you know, I don't, they just go, they feel very good in the fruits. So I mix it up. Sometimes I have oranges, sometimes I have pineapple, berries. I know it's winter and it's, it's January and it's in, and it's in, it's dark out. But I don't know. I just seem to do well in it. My digestive system seems to do well in it. So I keep them in. If I started to not feel good in them, then I wouldn't. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. Like, I can, I 100% get where you're coming from. When I deal with people who have got, I've got MS patients, same as you, and things like that. There's a certain things that we all take out, and as you said, you know, a lot of the things that cause the inflammation and uh, um, yeah, there's allergenic foods. You know, your alcohols, your processed foods, your refined foods, your meats. You know, your wheats, your gluten, your dairy, your alcohol, or your refined, or your pasteurized, homogenized dairy. Um, you know, and all these things, and then certain people will react to other things. You know, as you said, like plants or avocados, and so it's all about getting getting to know them but really really interesting um how you were talking about about that then about the food and and the light as well because i'm actually under light now back to all the time 
about eight o'clock, I put on my red blocker. You've got actually got complete red light there already, haven't you? I know, I know. I'm, I'm upstairs to so the kids don't don't disturb us, and the light went. It's I'm under <laughs> a skylight here, right. and I've got a, a, a um, incandescent orange fire glow bulb, which is all the bulbs that we have in the house. And so that's we all we got now. Yeah? Yeah, that's all we got. So if anybody wants me on the podcast after this time of day, they're going to have to get yeah, yeah. A, a red version of me. It's it's um, we just use candles generally. Yeah. yeah, we even have a screen, an orange screen over the TV. Yeah. So the, the, the kids don't get flooded with blue light if they watch something in the evening and they go to bed easier when you've done that. Yeah, yeah I bet they I bet they do. Yeah, I bet that's it. I mean, I'm quite lucky in terms of that I put my red, my red light and I take everything else is black. My glasses go on. And when I'm, I'm pretty tired, I hit the I hit the sack, and I'm pretty good. But I do know, uh, having listened to to Jake Cruz, and he talks about it being extreme, like it's almost as bad as smoking, um, or if not worse, in terms of it. But what, what, but so what you? I'd love to go more into that because about your Caucasian rhythms and about the light in your eyes matching the food that you're eating. So I mean, as you're, as you're talking about that though, because you're saying the light in your eyes matching the food that you're eating. Wouldn't that change as you go through the year? Because if you're carnivore all year, as the, as the days get longer and the sun comes out more, would that traditionally mean eating more plant-based foods or changing meats that you eat? Yes, probably. And um, I, I don't know about changing <coughs> meats that you eat. It might do, it might not. It entirely depends what you can hunt down at the time, doesn't it? That's very difficult to say. But animals obviously are alive all year and plants are not accessible all year. So we'll always have access probably to the same animals unless they're ones that hibernate or whatever and we can't find them. Uh, but I bet we knew ways to dig them up anyway. We were ingenious little buggers. So uh, I, I think I think it's just the basic food. If you're happy with it and, and you do it long term. Now, there's a there's a really interesting thing coming up in the carnivore world now. And I'm fascinated and learning so much listening to Paul Saladino's podcast. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, is he really good? Yes, probably 99% sure that he is on 99% of things. But he's also knows that, that that he's experimenting. That's what I love about the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That everybody's just experimenting. And, and But you see, and the vegans aren't. They just have this one bubble of knowledge that yeah. they all know the same thing in. I have a friend at the moment who keeps on messaging me. When are you going to debate a, a vegan who's really up on the science? Who really? And I said, do you know what you call a, a, a really well-educated vegan? an ex-vegan you know you can if you educate yourself just in that bubble they all know the same thing and they can blind the layman with science but it's not science when you look at it and then you look at paul saladino's stuff and it's so advanced so way beyond what the vegans know i mean their science sounds like chimp on a tricycle level to me but i'm chimp on a tricycle level compared to saladino when i listen to his stuff but what i love about the science is not that I particularly want to learn it all uh, by rote. I want I I want it to explain what's already happened to me and what I'm seeing in thousands of others. You know, this Facebook group I have is like almost thirteen thousand now, and and the the stories that we get and the things that are happening and the things that aren't working and why they might not be working. And there's this thing at the moment, like Sean Baker, um, he's saying, yeah, just eat a bunch of muscle meat and it doesn't matter what type it is. And yes, I see absolutely fantastic healing on regular grain fed meat it's it's fine uh in the early stages maybe are you going to run into nutritional deficiencies in time in fact after five years of eating predominantly muscle meat now i do eat liver and i do eat um oysters and i do but recently for the past three months i've been so busy 
uh, that that I've just been throwing burgers under the grill that we make, you know, and steak, uh, steak with a spoon, I was going to call it because my four year old calls it that um, <laughs> ground beef just in a, a, yeah, a, yeah. a pan, and just wolfing that down quickly. And, and that's it. It takes me two seconds. And I think I've been neglecting the muscle meats and, I, and, and the fish and, and the oysters. <clears throat> and I am noticing slightly less cognitive functions, nothing like when I was vegan and I didn't know where I was. But I'm, I'm starting to notice if, yeah, it's a, it could also be too much red wine and, and, and ripping some thiamine out of myself. But again, it's another bi- biohack. But I'm thinking that, that there might be something in this nose tail thing. But then some then people go the other way and say, oh, we need to eat it all the time. But Sean, again, made a really fantastic point. How big is a liver in an animal compared to the animal? You know, how much of it are you actually going to eat? Not that much. You know, so most of it is muscle meat. And, and you're going to eat that most of the time. And Stephenson used to say that it was fine on muscle meat. You know, you don't need to eat the organs. But maybe that was back in the day when we weren't so broken when we came into but, it. But, but, so many factors. Yeah, yeah. but when you talk about that as well, like, I always talk about, this is why I love like Paul Check's work. Do you know Paul Check? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and when he talks about it, he's very, very interesting. And some of the, he, he's another one who can just quote people and books. And, and about... Well, I, I had Sean Baker on my podcast. We talked about it, and and that's something I will disagree with him on. Like in terms of, if you're eating dead, diseased animals, I know beef is good, but if it's coming from animals that are in CAFOs and they're eating plastic pellets and sawdust and rendered food, and they're living in eighty like like shit up to their legs, um, and they're being put in hormones and, and antibiotics, that's not long term going to be a viable option because then they, same as us, that fat the animals store the toxins in their fat and if you're eating a dead toxic animal it's going to affect you later on down the line so you want to get the highest quality meat possible because it's not just the meat it's nutrient. Well, everything's energy if you look at the energy a positive healthy living animal that was had like chewed the card and was roaming and didn't have antibiotics and hormones etc it's going to be a completely different different case it's not even apples and oranges as i say it's apples and bowling balls you know absolutely true but but have you listened to many interviews with say frank mitloner or or uh, peter ballastead and you listen to these guys who are really into the whole farming thing they understand about it completely and a lot of the descriptions of the treatment and conditions of ruminant animals have been massively exaggerated by the vegan propaganda they're not really standing massively in their own shit and being injected with loads of hormones. It's not really like that. And even in the States, most of them are, are pastured most of their lives and they just go in for the last three months into these CAFOs, which are not ideal, but they're not as bad as they say. Now, the chickens and pigs, they are as bad as they say, which is one of the main reasons not to eat them. And they're in there all the time being fed absolute rubbish and soy cake and stuff like that. Have, have you seen the pictures as, as cows with like, I mean, maybe not. For me, this, this is irrelevant because... I have my butcher that I go to, you know, and, yeah. I, and I know him, and he's going to teach me this year how to cut up animals, and I'm actually going to go hunting because I actually want to. I actually want to learn. I think like at the end of the day, if I'm eating this meat and doing this stuff, I actually want to be like, okay, a bit of respect about it. Actually, have pay that, go hunt and cut out myself and learn. But I see pictures of, of tumors on, on animals, and not all of them, I'm sure. But if you can get the highest quality of meat possible, sure, that's the best way to go. You know, I've, oh, absolutely, yes. But I, I mean, the point about the tumors as well. You see this sort of thing, and. I've seen butchers and farmers say when people have posted pictures of that going, what have I found in my meat? They go, that's just a normal cyst in the fat. So, yes, some of them might have been tumors, but a lot of them aren't. And then the vegans put them up <coughs> saying they're tumors because, I mean, the most cysts that I've seen in meat 
are from the very best meat that I buy, which is from um, a local place that uh, to us called Forster's Farm. And it's grass fed all year. The animals are beautifully cared for. They're rotated around the fields in the winter. They're fed hay and they never get any grains whatsoever. And they still have cysts in the fat. Now, we're seeing more of the fat because we can sometimes buy the leaner supermarket meat and most of the crap goes into the fat in animals. So we go to the Forster's Farm where we can't afford to eat all the time because it's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Uh, and we buy all their fatty offcuts. So we're getting see to see so much of the fat of the animal. Now, most people don't even see that fat. When they do come across it, they might find the odd cyst or whatever. And apparently it's quite normal. Now, somebody might uh, pull me up on this, but this is what I've seen in my group where people have come in who we've got a lot of farmers in there and people have seen this all the time. They're saying, really, there's nothing much wrong with that. Um, now, I'm not condoning factory farming whatsoever. I think that the crops should be done away with and I think the animals should be back on the grasslands and all these animals should be in the environment they're supposed to be in and eating what they're supposed to be in it's supposed to be eating but if somebody really sick comes to me and they say all i can afford you know they're usually from the states people i talk to i don't know about you but every they seem to be sicker but, in the states and they have a bit more well, money no they will but be they sicker come, they come yeah. They, yeah they come and they say look i can't <coughs> i can't afford anything but costco ground beef and they're on some potato and and cereal diet i go eat the costco ground beef and if you can up that the quality of that in time fantastic if you get healthy enough to get more creative and make more money or get a better job get out the house you know whatever happens in the future but in the short term i say that to people and i say probably avoid chicken and pork because it really is bad um most of the time but you know if they can eat that ground beef and they can afford it and they can get better that's all i can do for them if i see somebody suffering in front of me i'm going to put that above the animals but i will always say and absolutely agree with you that that all of our farming practices are messed up and and we really need to rethink all of it but it's all being blamed on the wrong things and then you bring in this ridiculous business about climate change which i'm not so sure we we, we cause it anyway but even presuming we do one of the main ways to get rid of it is it or the greenhouse gases that they call it is is getting the this carbon sequestration back and to get the animals back on the land it's so obvious the death of the death of societies has shortly followed the death of the soil. If you deplete the soil, you've got nothing left. There's not going to be any vegan soy burgers either. They're not going to be able to grow them. So if we get back and put the ruminant animals back on the land, then then this is this is going to sort everything out anyway, whatever you believe in. Well, I mean, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, just, just to recap, when I talked about the tumours, I actually meant like the ones, the animals walking around where you can see the tumours. That's, but that's in America. As you said before, the reason the Americans are more sick because, you know, their water supply and a lot of the things that are going on over there, you just you don't know yeah. what they... And, and they've got DuPont and, and other, other companies like that that are just leaching chemicals and other things into all sorts of places um but like yeah 100 percent. and so i i completely agree this this whole thing about going plant-based and it, 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 it used to be global warming now it's climate change because you know um it has to change the name because it, it, the climate is changing the climate does change the, the, that's what happens to the planet um is it us looking at the stats i very much doubt it um but yes, as you mentioned before, going one. You evil, you evil denier. Yeah, yeah, I'm an evil denier. You get words like that coming in. It sounds a bit sketchy to me. You're a climate change denier. Yeah. This is uh, he hello. No, we're just yeah throwing around opinions here. Steady yeah. on. It's also Crazy. like looking at looking at the research. Looking at, and I was to say like it's it's just interesting like why these things come up. It's just like 
it's funny because I've I've got a, m- one of my friends um, got got a health company and he was always vegan and as I mentioned it before that like, he's actually gone like fully meat now and he said like it's amazing how he looks back and thinks what was I like his mood his desire sexual desires being angry he says the next people and thinks they're all angry and he says what what's going on here is this like is this a, like an agenda twenty one thing I don't know what's going on and it's interesting but you know more more people. Um, that I see, like, because it's weird. I think, the, think the amount of people that, as you said before, look, you you said to that guy, if you can only eat cereal, whatever he's been eating, and you tend to eat ground beef, of course, because it's like you're getting rid of a lot of crap, and he's having meat, which is going to be, I mean, it's not as nowhere near as energetic. If it is energetic, it's got anything in it. It's like he's taking away things that are causing inflammation and energetic responses and you're giving him something that's not so it's going to be so you're just reducing the amount of toxins coming in which is key uh, the other thing that a lot of people are doing now is intermittent fasting and they can get away with a little bit of nonsense because they're giving their body time to recover from it like i i i fast at least 16 hours every day it's just me um and i feel really good when i'm doing it and then i eat and, and i just relax and in, in the evening um I, I, ideally i probably should eat my main meal in the middle of the day but i try to probably eat around probably about an hour really about four till eight o'clock just because i like to work and be empty and then and then go into it but there's so much like um so much i mean talking about we go i want to go into the light and i want to go into other stuff but when you, I mean, this big push. Even see it yesterday, and it was just after the day after the Golden Golden Globes, and Ricky Gervais has just been on there making everyone laugh. In I don't know if you've seen Ricky Gervais's stuff. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. The, you mean this recent one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I saw that it's on there, and I haven't hit play yet. A friend uh, of mine linked me to it, and it's in my list of things to have a look at yeah, today. Yeah, it's I'll very good. Check it out. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he digs out like um, he says like all you people come up here. no one wants to hear your nonsense come up here and talk about your political opinion and stuff he said you'd live the, live in the real world like most people do come up here get your award thank your god whatever that is like thank your mum and dad and then go away and he talks about like how apple uh and just running sweatshops and they're trying to give it like the, the moral have the uh the moral high grounds when they they can't I mean, he just destroys people it's, it's hilarious <laughs> uh, and uh and i was just to say like it's funny because that's happened and then we've got like Things like Honest Burger coming out, the Honest Burger, uh, like four hundred times. You have seen Honest Burger? You seen it? I haven't seen Honest Burger yet. No, it's what's in that? It's it's uh, Honest Burger is like the vegan burger. You not seen it? Beyond Burger, I've seen. Oh, Honest Burger, same, same 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 thing. I think it's like same, same kind of thing. Same, same kind of thing. Yeah, um, four hundred times more estrogen in it, and then you've got the the the, the, yeah. the, the, the um, Game Changers documentary, which went viral. Oh. Yeah, and I had to I had to talk about it because it's like people come to how many messages I got through Ryan. Have you seen this? It's like, and the problem was when Chris Cresser and went on Rogan's podcast and 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 discussed it with James. Will it? It's wasn't he, that painful. He was just too meek and just yeah. not understanding. It was painful because it made it made like the vegans community think that they're in the they're, they've got it right. I was like, get Paul oh. Saladino in there. That would be hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as soon as I did that, I did a, a video to it and I never get involved in the politics of it. But I thought I'm going to have to listen to it because this is what I do and whatever. And I found it very difficult. I had to keep stopping. Okay. Now, I, you, you know, I was never one of these people that hides behind the sofa for any film or anything like that, even as a kid. I love it. I love things like that. And and yet that guy Wilkes, I couldn't take more than about 20 minutes of him at a time. He was just he, he was the same as any vegan where he gets this little bubble of science 
and then goes nuts and starts shouting people down. So do you know, do you understand how to um, read a forest plot? And it's like, there's a million other plots out there that that guy doesn't know how to read, you know, so you can do that. If I'd have been in front of Wilkes, I could have said, do you know what deuterium is then? Do you know what it is? You don't. Well, then you're not an expert. I, You know, you can always catch somebody in something that they don't know. And it's such a horrible technique. Mm. And yeah, Cresser was. But you see, the problem with that was that Cresser is also plant based. And he needed a really, really, uh, really well studied carnival. He needed like Ken Berry or like you say, Paul Saladino or somebody like that up mm. there who has who, who has the bottle to actually go for him. But I mean, look at Rogan. He's gone carnivore for the month. I hope he's not doing it to, to sort of go through all the initial teething problems that people have, like uh, electrolyte balance and then come out and go, I felt awful. I hope he's got somebody good advising him. Um, we shall see at the end of January. But I, I, it was it was horrific for me. But then you actually listen to the debunks of it. I mean, I, I've come to know Tim Sheaf very well in the past 18 months or so. And he filmed a section for Game Changers and asked them not to put it in. And, and I've talked to him about it quite a bit. And he said, look, I just, I had to phone him up. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I couldn't, I couldn't have myself be put in this anymore. And, and then when you look at the athletes who have been in it and how a lot of their performance has tanked and, and the ridiculous pseudoscience, I mean, that stupid experiment with people's boners. I mean, that was just crazy. But it's, and, like, and, it's like they leave out so much. It's like, what else could oh. it have been? It's just, I look at these studies and they think, because, as you said, people that listen to it are not like me and you. They haven't been, we've been, we've been through this. So I've been doing this like over 10 years now. You've been doing it longer. And it's like, I've seen, and it's like, you get to a point when people say stuff to you, and you're like, do you know how, it's like, do you want me to, and they ask you a question and they want you to answer it in a sentence. You're like, you want me to get like, <laughs> like literally tens of thousands of hours of research and conversations into a sentence it's like the answer I know. Do, you ever, do you ever have that have that 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 fancy that you could get like a usb yeah and just download quickly yeah, before know. they interrupt again and it's say like, here take that people hate the answer depends but it does depend so much it's like what else are you doing this that, ever it's like people say oh it's, it's like well what water were you drinking you know, as you said about um depleted water, it's like what what perfumes are you putting on your skin? What are you putting on your on your hair? What are you what are you washing in? Like what you, what's, what's your bed sheets being washed in? Like what are you brushing your teeth in? How how deep do you want to go? It can go into like you know what I mean? So people, you say this to people and they don't they don't understand how deep the rabbit hole goes in terms of what your body could be responding to. It could be it could not be food, it could be something different, you know. You could have a geopathical fault line that you're living on you know and that could be the issue and so like it's it, people don't understand this i keep i keep saying to people if you want to understand diet stop studying diet you'll never understand it it's the old einstein thing you can never deal with a problem on the level of the problem itself if you want to understand diet go and look at anthropology go and look at circadian biology go and look at quantum biology see what's happening see what happens in the cell and understand why what happens to your mitochondria to do with light and to do with seasons and to do with stress and sleep and and what saturated fat does to the mitochondria producing its own deuterium depleted water you start to understand that and then you come back out and you go whoa you know diet isn't so much of a mystery really and and there's nothing like meat is bad and plants are saints it's not like that you know you've got to just bring this up level it up every time i talk to a vegan i've got a, 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 a video since i last spoke to you, i did a, a 
I did a debate with a young vegan in Liverpool. I got kind of cornered into it. And then he going, no, I'm not militant at all. No, no. And it was, it was a nightmare. I mean, do you know who Elliot Overton is? I have heard the name. Overton. Oh, he's great. Young guy that lives in Stafford or something. And um, he was, he's just, he's so clued up. You've got to get him on a podcast. He's, his, um, his knowledge of, of plant toxins and God, so much more, all the sort of functional medicine he does. It's, it's, it's wonderful. He's very, very bright guy. He came up for this debate and there was Dr. Jeremy Ayers as well, who I'll get into in a bit. I've got to tell you about him. And what this vegan didn't know was that there was probably about five people in the audience who knew 10 times, a hundred times more than he did. And all he was doing was shouting the same old science, the same old points and reading out of his own book constantly. And when people started to lose attention, he'd just shout at them, watch, watch, not even listen. Like what? It was weird. And, and the, there was maybe 30, 40 people there live. I put it out on YouTube, but there was about six vegans in the audience and the only ones who got aggressive and angry were the vegans. Uh, and, and it was, it's always the same science shouting and you can't say anything. And my, my plan was to go in there and say, listen, guys, I'm really not the meat guy. I know I seem to have become that in England. It's weird, you know, being billed as the godfather of carnivory and stuff. <laughs> I'm just a drummer who likes to study all the emotional, spiritual stuff and things like that. And I came across that diet because it seems to be the one that works the best for intervention with disease, which I needed it for. But I'm not militant about anything. And I just wanted to say, look, guys, let's have a look at meat. Let's really have a look at the science and show that meat is not the devil and plants are not these perfect things that you can eat all the time. Because like we've been through, they didn't even exist in the wild. They're sprayed with stuff. They have their own toxins. Uh, fiber can be a tremendous problem for a lot of people. And, you know, bringing all of this stuff in and then just balancing it out in the end and saying, well, here's how you can probably eat them safely and seasonally and do what you like. And let's also have a look at the moral side because, Billions of animals are killed in the crop fields. They're poisoned. The runoffs go into the river and kill the fish. You know, there's, oh, it's all fed to the animals. No, it's not. If humans didn't eat them, there'd be none of that. There'd be ruminant animals on the land. And it goes on and on. And you can't do it. And eventually, it's just a, I mean, you can see me during this. I think there's about an hour of it on YouTube. It's a shame about the sound because I had to have just this one mic for both of us. And it was quite a way away. And it's the sound isn't very good. It's a shame because it was a study. It really was. They just get so aggressive and then they bring in the cannibalism thing. And, well, would you eat your neighbor? And you're like, oh, God. What was it called, it, this video? Oh, the, the great vegan debate or something. But it's it's difficult. But if anybody can't hear the sound, just look at like one hour and seven minutes. And there's this bizarre um, uh, uh, scene where <laughs> there's a guy really with a whole family of vegans, actually, and, and getting really upset. And I was saying, look. If it's working for you, great. But but if it's not, at some point, see what happens. I see so many vegans get sick and have so many come to me. And my group, I have 13,000 in the group. <coughs> and they are, so many of them are ex-vegans. And so many of them have been sick. So many of them have given their stories. And then they wake up to the whole environmental side of it as well. All of this sort of thing. And, and they basically go, you're a liar. And so Elliot sort of beckoned over and he said, uh, and, and he took the mic and he's you can hear him saying i have a practice i have a professional practice uh, uh, uh you know a dietitian practice a nutritionist i would say not dietitian i don't think he'd go for the mm -hmm. the classical kind of qualifications um and he's saying i see it over and over and this these guys are actually saying no you're just lying this is the problem I mean, why 
Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's so bizarre. And so this this is what we're up against. This actual mental illness, I would say, of, of, of and, you know, people say, why do you bother with with battling the vegans? Well, because they're trying to take our food away. We got Greta Thunberg out there that I did. Uh, a, I did a big talk about idiot. we were yes. talking about her. I did a big sort of one and a half hour thing with Bart Kay a while ago where we talked about Greta Thunberg. And there's people coming up on the news going, you're attacking a child. So you haven't listened to the video, have you? <laughs> you haven't listened to it. We're not attacking a child at all. This is a child who's been brainwashed and has been pushed out, just like the Nazis used to push these pigtailed girls out to put their message across. And and she's being abused and she's a puppet and she's autistic. Does she know? No, she doesn't. That probably the way to reverse that mm. would be to eat fatty meat. Hello, this is the way to fix the gut. Yeah. And she's in there with all this food that's flown from all over the world for this big carbon footprint. And you're like, can't anyone see the craziness of what's going on here? Definitely an agenda. Well, no, you, you mentioned it before. You got a lot you touched on there. Like you, you mentioned it before when one of your videos, you're talking about people say, oh, our Vedic medicine, they, they wouldn't, it's like, what well, they use plants and stuff. It's like, well, when it comes to things like autism and, and rheumatoid arthritis, they would be using things like ghee um, and, and like animal fats, actually. They wouldn't be like having this plants, yeah. right? They're very, they're, so yeah. people don't know what, what they're, I mean, this is, this, this is, yeah, it goes very deep into, I always say, this is the thing that cracks me up and they're like, people don't need meat. I go, okay, so what about the per- person that came to me that was vegan and it was okay for a while and then they got really, really ill? Oh, they weren't doing it properly. No, no, they were. <laughs> yeah, they were doing it properly. They were having no refined foods. No, I said, so the thing is, even if one person, just one person in the world didn't get healthy and they got ill being vegan, it shows it's not for everyone, correct? Okay. It's not just one person. It's millions. So... Like, open your mind. And my thing is, why are people so, like, it's almost like it is religion. It's like trying to tell a Jew to become a Muslim or a Muslim to become a Christian or whatever. It's like they're so, like, hold on, held on to this belief. It makes me just go, like, what the hell is wrong with, like, I had a big discussion with this on Paul Check, and we talked about it. He said because people used to have rites of passage and they used to have communities to belong to and now they don't. And so they're trying to find their belonging in the community and, and vegans that way. And it doesn't matter, you know, their ideology will, or like was it cognitive dissonance or no what's the other one um where you're just like um oh confirmation bias i just pick the studies that that or they talk echo chamber. everyone's in echo chamber i'm the only one i sit, I sit there and go sometimes why why is no one else in the middle here just going like what is going on over there and what's going on over here like it just cracks me up uh, just because because at the end of the day like if something's working for you go for it if you if eating 89 bananas a day works for you Crack on, mate. You know what I mean? I don't I really don't care. I just try and do what I try and do. So probably you do as well. I try and do what works best for the majority of people. And then if someone comes to me and they need some specialized sort of like advice or etc., we do it. You know, and you you probably see results I get. I see results you get. It's, it's no coincidence. You're either the luckiest men alive, or you know, um, what we do works. And it's just really interesting um, to see these people that get so irate about stuff. And it's like. When did your brain kick in and go? Oh, maybe, maybe that wasn't working for him. So he went to eat. He started eating. When they get again. sick enough. Well, when this, they is, get sick this is the thing with Tim, and, and this is the thing like you're gonna have to give, get me in contact with Tim because I'd love to speak to him because he was militant vegan. He even had a clothing line, right? Vegan, vegan clothing line, yeah, and he yeah. had to get so sick that he was even doing like urine therapy and doing other things, and, and that wasn't working for him. He went on like a thirty day fast, correct? Yeah. 
And uh, and then the vegans blame it on that. They said, oh, he fasted and drank a load of piss. And I keep saying to them, look, nobody goes that, vegan. Yeah. <laughs> nobody watches Game Changers. And then the next day they say, I think I'll have a couple of pints of piss. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't happen. This is three, four <laughs> years down the line yeah. when they're so sick, they're desperate. I did it. I did urine therapy. I did a thousand ridiculous things because I was so brainwashed that I thought it had to be plant-based, the cure. Now, I wasn't militant about it. I didn't have the moral and ethical thing about it, but I was still so brainwashed. If you've got the moral and ethical thing about it and it's your first dietary experiment and you're 16 years old, you're never going to see it. You know, you're going to be one of those idiots giving giving frozen turkeys a, a decent funeral in, in Asda and you're like, come on, <laughs> it's, it's insane. So I, I, I think, yeah, Tim's case is, is, is fascinating. It's um, people just come down on him so hard. They really do. I, I even put up a video where he was at my house and he's, he's running around on top of the fence and on top of the garage and stuff. And he's mucking about. And my son's there and Dr. Jeremy Ayers and Graham Norbury, who I'll talk about in a minute. And, uh, and my, my missus and my two younger kids. And there's Peter, he's four years old. And Tim's running around on top of the garage, which you can see out of this room. He's in this little room I'm in, and there's like a skylight straight out, and he looks out on top of the um the garage. And and I was filming at the time and I just heard um I heard Peter and he goes, Tim Sheaf. And Tim goes, Yes, Peter, like this. And then you can hear Peter go, What the fuck are you doing? I thought, oh no, dad of the year, what have I taught him? But it was so funny because he'd obviously been up here. He hadn't seen what he was doing. He just looked out the window and went, there's a bloke on our garage. What's he's, he up to? He's mental, isn't he? Yeah. He's and I thought this, and even under that video, there was vegans popping up going, he's just looking out for a urinal to drink more piss from. <laughs> and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, it's just. They're absolutely... so vindictive. And it's just like, what yeah. What do you want someone to do? Be ill? Because it's like, it's like Leah, luckily, Leah Keith was the first one to come out. He had a, you know, Leah Keith? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, her book, um, Vegetarian Myth. And she talks about how she did irreversible damage to herself being vegan or uh, yeah, vegetarian for like 20 years. And it's like, what? <laughs> a lot of these people haven't even been vegan. But you refer enough. people. You refer people to her. Yeah. And she's brilliant. Her book is brilliant. And she goes into the whole agripocalypse thing with destroying the soil. And yet you refer that to a vegan. And what do they say? Oh, she was never vegan because she ate a few fish and a few eggs. And you're like, oh, God, is that really all you can say? And that what they call her, I mean, I can't even repeat it here. The things I've seen vegans call uh, her. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? This is a glimpse into your future. She is your salvation, if you'll just take notice of her. People, yeah. It's they, insane. They won't, they won't listen to it. She, she, she's, I've had her on the podcast as well. She's brilliant and talks about mono, like mono crops. And what you were saying before about the way to save the, the planet. I mean, this is, it's just like... I did a video on it the other day where it's like, you don't want to learn. Well, we've all done it the hard way. Learning from your own mistakes, you know, it's a way, a lot of people have to learn that way, the same way they learn. But the best way to do it is learning by other people's mistakes. Because yeah. you, haven't, you haven't got to pay the price and it's not as expensive. And, and the vegans won't do that because it's all you satanic. <laughs> anecdotes i mean i mean how many tests how many people like i always say to people i don't care how many test papers you got out no one can tell me more about my body than me or how i feel so uh, it's like people that keep on eating i said it so many times on this podcast people keep on eating a, a certain way because it, a doctor or a dietitian has told them to eat that way even though they feel terrible i'm like why are you keeping eating that way because the paper says so so when did you lose you uh, lose the ability to listen to your body or to use your brain like you know, it's, if 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 someone gets smashed your head against the door, 
would you say, well, maybe I should stop doing it because it hurts a bit, you know? Like it's it's just one of those things, and and I think it's just like yeah, Tim and and Leah Keith. There's lot there's lots of people out there have, have, have gone down that road, and uh, I think there's a video the other day at like thirty vegans that have all started eating meat and how they start to feel better again. Like thirty long term vegans, it was like fire that. Um, you know, people when they're young and, and they 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 got they got good health, they can get away with things for a longer period of time than people that haven't. Um, and so this is it's funny, it's yeah. funny as well that when 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 they go back to eating meat and they say, oh, they're just doing it for money, they're just doing it for the clicks. And you think, you know, I made a video as as well. I got one out there. I'm killing people with my carnivore diet lies. You know, a shill <laughs> for the meat industry. I said, have you have you have, just think about how how what a ridiculous. Um, life path it is if you're after money to start up a carnivore youtube channel i mean you start <laughs> up a vegan one you get half a million viewers or a million or something you know i've struggled away and i got about ten thousand or something and and how how it's it's not for the money guys it's not yes if the if if the meat industry came along and said we're going to support you in this i'd absolutely take their money because i i i, I know that it's right but I wouldn't go vegan because some 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 fast food company, some vegan junk food company paid me a million a year. I'd say no. It's not down to that. It's what I believe in. I've got nothing against money, but my my motivation has always been that. If you want to make money out of YouTube, as I said in that video, you know, make 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 videos of kittens getting stuck in washing machines and stuff. You know, you don't you don't do a carnivore channel <laughs> because not only do you get no money. But you get demonetized. You get just before I came on this podcast, I noticed that AdSense have shut me down. I'm like, why? What's happened here? I'm not even sure what's going on at the moment. And, and you know, the, the, the YouTube channel only makes me about 100 quid a month. Really? And, and you, you get all this nonsense. And, and then you get shut down and you get attacked by vegans and get death threats. You know, I don't do this. No, it's mental. It's, <laughs> it's really easy and i think like do you know the the, the podcast mind pump do you know mind pump no, uh, no. It's, it's quite good there's three guys in america and they're like three ex personal trainers and they're very good they've got years and years of experience and they talk about it's like an in, entertainment sort of podcast. they get a lot of good interviews it's, in fact i think it's like the, the biggest health on or, or fitness podcast in the world one of them now it's up there top top one two or three mind pump very good and sal got a guy in there justin andrews um sal uh, defestano and adam schaefer and sal he's very like he's, he loves research and he goes on and stuff and he says like the thing about this vegan diet is i've never seen another diet in the world ever be politicized that worries me you know he says like why are they politicized the diet like i've had I had bad ages. It was fat was a problem, you know. Then it was carbohydrates, and now it's meat, you know. And it's just like, but this is the only one that political. They're coming out and saying this at like the other, and it's just like you can find research to back up anything you want because you know, as Paul Trick says, scientists are the modern day prostitutes. But when you actually get independent research and look at it, it's like these things don't add up. What they're saying, um, and just go out there and do it yourself. Your study of one. See how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, the vegans who, who claim to know the science, they're just listening to Dr. Greger, who has cherry-picked the science and told them that's science. They haven't actually looked into it properly. I don't think any of these vegans have ever um, actually read a paper themselves. Is he the bald one with the glasses? <laughs> he looks terrible. He looks like he's got stage five pancreatic cancer. He looks awful. Have you, have you seen the picture of him where he's sitting next to a, a nine-year-old girl and she's got bigger biceps than him? No, but I can imagine. Yeah, seriously, his, his body is being eaten. 
He, looks, he looks is a cannon. He looks terrible. He, there's, another guy, is a cannon. there's another guy. Tim's been on. Tim's been on um, Thingy's podcast where uh, the uh, what's his name, Brian Rose, is it Brian London Real? Yeah, he's been on that. And this other yeah. doctor has been on there who's massively vegan. I can't remember him. That wasn't Gregor. Gregor. It wasn't Greg. Oh, Greg, was... Greg has been on there. I think Joel Kahn's been on there as well, maybe. I've interviewed Joel Kahn. Yeah, he's another one. Um, not Joel. Is it Greg? Let me have a look. There's Gregor. Uh, I'm, I'm going to think of a different one. The one I'm thinking about is like, got, he's, he's bald, he's got glasses. Is that Gregor? Yeah. Dr. Gregor? Is he he's really... the one who keeps going, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's him. Yeah, no, he looks. He, he's he's no. That's he, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, doctor. I'm thinking of someone else, and he's he's talking to um, um, he's talking to Brian Rose. Um, we go vegan doctor, vegan doctor. Was it London Real? Isn't it London Real? Um, because this guy, uh, Doctor Neil Barnard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't look as bad. But um, <laughs> but the other guy just looks terrible. And I always said, there's we saw those pictures of that young guy who had like a ponytail and going up to people with farmers and trying to stop them from delivering their meat and going like, you know, what you're doing to uh, the land. And I was like, Earthling Ed. Yeah, you know, I was just like, if if I go vegan, will I look like you? Because if I do, then I'm never going vegan ever. Like, oh, no. and oh, it's no. it's trying not to be like. Well, you see what they do? They do this thing like in the Game Changers, and they get people who look good for a year after they built it all on meat. Then they go vegan. Then they push these people. Who are sort of maintaining it for a while with pea protein isolate, yeah, and then and then they push them up, uh, to the front and they go, look, they're vegan. And people go, if I go vegan, I'm going to look like that. No, you're not. You're going to look like that if you train for thirty years on meat and then jump into veganism and somebody takes a photo of you before you <laughs> before you decline. Yeah, the cleanse. So that's all it is. That's the raw. Have you, seen, you know the raw bros? Have you seen the raw bros? Yeah, yeah, they did one as well. He said like, what happened? It was like, well, for the first couple of months, I felt really good. And obviously, I've been through this as well. My, my testosterone started, well, my sex drive went down. I couldn't recover from sport properly, wasn't sleeping right. Like, I started to get bad breath. But that was like, and that's a lot of people's experience. You know, sunken eyes, uh, women, you know, stop having their periods, hair falls out, teeth start to rot. And so, yeah, I mean, anyway, we could go through this, spoke about this before, but you've got some interesting... I, I have a friend. I have a friend who's a dentist. Yeah. Uh, she's great. And she says in her 30 years of practice... She never saw worse teeth than she saw in vegans. Well, doctor, every time. What's his um, Western pro- price. prices stuff shows? Yeah, yeah. Western prices stuff shows that uh, how the formation of teeth was really affected by the, the, well, the sugar and processed food compared to like fats and meats. And so you're talking. You want to talk? You wanted to talk about the two doctors. Oh uh, no! What I was gonna. What I was just gonna say was uh, <coughs> it's, it's a bit of a jump there, but um, Sorry, it's bad, what, bad what's been way. brilliant for me. Hey, it's a bad segue. Sorry. Ah, oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> uh, no, what what what's been great for me um, this past year or so? <clears throat> well, a couple of years, I guess, since I've I've known some of them. Um, I was doing a talk locally in a, in a pub where I play drums at quite a bit, and I know the landlord, and he has this music pub that I play there quite a bit. And upstairs, he's got this big room, so I thought I'll start to do some sort of ancestral health talks. And the first one I did. This guy walked in with some blue blocking shades on and sat down. And I thought, that's an interesting dude. You know, I'd, I'd already started talking when he when he came in. So I didn't know who he was. And at the end, he came up and chatted. And his name was Graham Norbury. And he had studied Jack Cruz and um, to, to the nth degree. 
And then he'd found my stuff and he'd watched all my videos and whatever. And he'd come along. He thought he'd, he lived up in the Lake District. I lived down near Liverpool. It wasn't that far, but it was quite a way to come for a, a talk. So I was very honored. And we became really good friends. And honestly, this guy, I, I've never heard anybody explain things so well um, about Jack's stuff and, and just about the whole light and magnetism and deuterium. He, his, his knowledge is unbelievable. And so I got to know him pretty well and he came to some more talks. We hung out and um, then on my carnival group, I started to notice this guy called Dr. Jeremy Ayers who had come along and he was giving out this wonderful advice. He was also very funny and we obviously got on and he ended up moving from Mexico to Liverpool to, to, to be near me here and do some projects. And so Graham's nearby and we've since teamed up with um, a guy called Ben Hunt. Do you remember... Um, do you remember James Hunt, the racing driver? Yeah. yeah it's his it's his cousin. Right. And so anyway, he's but he's like this marketing genius and also carnivore and also very knowledgeable knowledgeable about all the sustainability. And he's done all these marketing, put out all these marketing courses, written a lot of books and ebooks and been very successful with that. And he said, Right, I want to work with you. And so we've come together and honestly, it's like this meeting of the spirits. It's and we've developed this thing called the human unleashed where um we do most of it behind a paywall but at the humanunleashed.com there's a lot of free stuff and free videos and and we've got some about we've got about 50 hours of it there now but the way that we are with the three of us like Jeremy Ayers he has been he's osteopath a naturopathic doctor functional medicine doctor he's been fixing people for 30 odd years and his knowledge is unbelievable and he's he found that the last piece of the puzzle for him was carnivory. Uh, you know, he was putting them on people on all these juice fasts and blah, 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 and all this sort of thing. And he was having a lot of success with all the other methodologies because he's got hundreds. Um, but once he found carnivory, it was like that last piece in the jigsaw. And, and so, and then we've, we've, we've also the talks that Graham did and, and Jeremy did, I did talks as well. And, and then we had Sophia Clements from paleo medicina and, uh, Paul Mabry and we did uh, this carnival retreat last April that was just magic and now we've got one coming up in May in Spain with um, with Sean Baker and we've got Bobby Risto coming as well which will be a laugh and and uh, Ava Laroche the the lady who eats all this raw meat and and she has a great uh, raw Facebook group and Lisa Bailey who's been on Human Performance Outliers as well and um and uh, Ho Holly Reeves who is like a modern day shaman and then Graham and um and and Jeremy and I will talk but last year um the talks they they're on our Human Unleashed website from last year's conferences but Graham's two talks one on light and one on deuterium um were so monstrously good that people even like me who'd studied it we were just going ah oh, that's how it works. These, like are, the these are on YouTube. E e no, they're not on YouTube. They're, 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 you can access them from our site at thehumanunleashed.com. Right. But you've got to get Graham on. You've got to get Graham on, and you've got to get also um, uh, Matt Maruka on. You know, my, my friend Matt Maruka, who is like um, Jack's main disciple. But he's he's so cool. And I mean, he's like he did a three hour pod. Well, he's done two three hour podcasts now with with Luke Story. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I think I've seen that. I've read, yeah, it was a lot. I had to go through that twice. It was a lot. Of... <laughs> it's a beast. And he was 18 years old when he did that. Really? A, yeah. Proper genius. Hey, yeah, he's, he's great. And now he's got Ra Optics, the uh, blue blockers company, you know. 
but uh, yeah you should get you should get graham norbury on definitely i mean he, he needs a lot more exposure i i, I sent a message to sean uh, and said you should get you should get graham on he did he got him on the hpo thing and and graham needs definitely more exposure but graham's just chilled and he just does it in the background and whatever but he he is so brilliant at explaining to people the whole business of of, of light and deuterium and, and and magnetism and everything it's, it's amazing so what's so cool about what i love about this um human unleashed thing is that we all we there's jeremy with his years of fixing people there's graham with the science and there's me with that sort of n equals one thing of being able to say what it feels like from the inside and and it's it, to to be able to 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 consult with people take q and a's and things like that it's so cool because I don't see anybody else with those four people that are willing to come together. Everybody else in this field, even the carnivores are battling a bit like Frank Tufano always having a problem with somebody, you know, and it's, it's weird why there's all these battles. We're all on the same side. I don't get it either. It's like when I talk yeah. to someone like you, I'm all in my head. I'm always, I'm, I'm already thinking like, okay, like when I go up to Liverpool and I'll get a camera and I'll have a chat to all three of you. Like, it, well, I don't understand why yeah, yeah. I don't understand why people, it's like, it's people, it's just, it, people get so like, or, or I don't know if they want to make money or whatever it is, and they think that there's not enough to go around. It's like it's like do you think that like Ford gets to hump because VW are making cars? It's like there's so many people <laughs> in the world, you know, with a message it's exactly. Just, and it's, it's like the more you can, especially it's it's a it's a it's a big world, but it's a small world now in terms of this because I've known you. Like I know one of my friends is friends with Tim Sheaf. I'd love to get Tim on to have a chat with him. And actually, I was actually thinking that. You're in Liverpool. I'd, next time I'll come up and meet you and we'll do it face-to-face. In fact, we'll do it because um, one of my my um, coaches, one of my coaches is actually up in Liverpool and someone I know who's very good behind the camera. He could do a really, I don't know if you've got cameramen there, but he could do a really good sit-down one for all of us and or maybe even sort out a talk somewhere because it's really interesting. And I don't understand why people want to be at loggerheads. Why not just like the truth lies somewhere in the middle and anyway and even all the science and everything that they talk about in the day you just want to live a, a healthy happy life right you know it's it, so like it, you don't want to have to if, if you're really ill health it's fair enough but you, you don't want to be, be like worrying so much that you can't go out in the light and then be stressed out about it that's going to do your health more damage than actually just relaxing absolutely absolutely i, th- I think the work the most difficult <laughs> thing to break through for people in this space when they're trying to get better is the brainwashing. Once you get rid of the brainwashing, it's easy to introduce new ideas. So when you get rid of the conventional medical brainwashing um, and the vegan brainwashing and the five a day brainwashing, you get rid of those, but then you're just up against it, battling it, battling it. And it's exhausting because when you get, when I get somebody come to me who says I'm a carnivore and I've got some problems, I go, Oh, thank God, this is going to be easy. Because we can tweak the diet, we can start to look at the light, we can start to look. But get somebody who says, well, I, I'm vegan and I don't really want to eat meat, but can you help me? And you're like, this is going to be a fight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I just I just say to them, right, that what I said before, are you willing to eat meat? If you say no, then I say, well, then not because, you know, we wouldn't be here otherwise. You know, I've, I've done it so many times and, and they all want to put up these things about, uh, all, you know what the funny thing like is? Like we haven't seen them. Like oh, seen. What the funny thing is about <laughs> it as well, you know, um, Phil, is, like I was never like anti-vegan. I'm not anti-vegan. I'm anti-people that are vegan because they just piss me off. They put these things up, and for the general public that don't know any better, they like con them into this stuff. And I'm just like, this is one of the things that luckily my friends are at that point. They listen to, they know that I I've been doing this so long. They always ask for my opinion, and I'm just like vegan propaganda just do what works for you and and it's like you know it's it's amazing it's probably as you as you as, as you'd say you know it's just amazing um 
how much it's easy to be fooled when you don't know what the truth is or you haven't been through it yourself or like the Oh, so, so some of the some of the memes that are going up or posts that are going up about this climate change and about the the, oh. the forests in Australia, apparently it's down to like agriculture and you're like, the Australian authorities have come out and said that the fires were started like 200 people whatever it is have been like arrested for starting the fires, or maybe 20 people whatever it was. It's like, but they still want to bang on about how how it's the agriculture. It's like, what part of it was people that setting fires up, um, starting these fires that you understand. So, interesting. If you if you got you got a bit of time still, yeah, 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 perfect. I want to get into because it it's really interesting. Uh, you, I definitely want to get them guys on the show and uh, we'll have a chat about it. But when you talk about the lights and the food um, and your Caucasian rhythm, what's like to go go into a bit a bit about that? Like, what would be the the the, the biggest takeaways from that? Because are you talking about in terms of what you should be eating whilst you've got blue light and what, what you shouldn't be eating when you've got the blue light from outside? Yes, I think, <coughs> wow, where to, where to start on that one? And, and if you ask Graham, he probably wouldn't stop for about two hours. He's fascinating on that. Well, the thing is that different food actually triggers the bacteria in your stomach to actually release different frequencies of light like if you eat a load of carbohydrates the the bacteria actually releasing blue light into your stomach for example so if you do that late at night you've like got the sun shining inside you and this is going to mess about your uh, your your circadian rhythm whether whether you have blue blocking shades on and you and you you know you've got all the lights out in the house or not so there's there's a lot more to it and if if you're if you're sick, for example, that's going to be much more of a problem. Even if you eat the best food late at night, it's you're going to react to it. So you want to go to bed with an empty stomach and you want to eat your main meal when there's when the light is up, which I can understand for a lot of people is difficult these days. So it would be better to be on a, a ketogenic or carnivore diet. And if you're going to eat a meal late at night, make it a fatty meal. But it's still not ideal. You'd go out and hunt and you'd 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 kill your 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 prey and you'd you'd eat it. You know, you'd you wouldn't um you might come back and roast it over the fire and, and get mashed on your own homebrew and dance around the fire. But then you've you've not got all the artificial light and all the other stresses that we have today. That that hut that you built is not going to get repossessed by the mortgage company. You don't have to uh feel that you need to be working like crazy nine to five. If you've got your food in, you can chill out and you can do what you want. You know, this is how humans are supposed to live. We've become disconnected in so many areas. And this is what we're trying to do with the Human Unleashed project is is show all of these areas from financial all the way through emotional and spiritual to diet and all the nonsense in the spiritual world as well. When, um, you know, now all, all that my pet hate is that the veganism thing being caught up with spirituality. Oh, you can never make any spiritual progress if you eat dead, rotting carcasses and chicken periods. And you're like, oh, God, come on, guys. This is just Hindu brainwashing. You know, you look in all the other cultures and everybody ate meat and they were just as connect. Well, far more connected to the earth and connected to animals. I think any vegan needs to go on this this series they've got on now called Naked and Afraid. You know this where they put people in these impossible situations, one man, one woman that, that don't know each other. And they put them out in these situations. And it's the only TV we're watching at the moment because it's so interesting, both from a, a, a nature point of view and, and <coughs> a, a sort of uh, anthropo- anthropological point of view 
and uh, a psychological point of view of seeing how these people cope with it. They just put them out in a wild in these awful situations in the middle of rainforests or in the middle of deserts or something like that, or in the middle of the African bush. And they say, right, you've got nothing but say a machete and something to start fire with and maybe a pan so that you can purify some water. And some of them don't even have all of that. They have to figure things out and they've naked. They have no clothes on and that's it. That's all you get. And you've got 21 days. And you see, I think a vegan really needs to go out. I mean, a carnivore who was already well fed would probably have no problem fasting for 21 days. They'd lose a bunch of fat and then start to eat into the muscle a bit. But 21 days would not do them a massive amount of harm. But if you're already a vegan and you're relying on a plant every five minutes of some sort to get your sustenance throughout the day, you're going to be in terrible trouble. And, and you know, by the 10th day, you're going to be eating that frog or that fish or that little lizard or a few cockroaches or whatever you found that they do eat, you know, that they find very few of them actually get good enough to, to catch them. One guy caught a croc or, and, and, and he I could, think uh, I've seen this. I might yeah. be talking about this on Mind Pump. He said, like, even the yeah. person who ate like a lean meat, after a while, that's not enough to sustain you. You need to have fatty meat. Absolutely. Yeah. And the leaner you are, the more fat you need in your meat. So you're not going to have the reserves and they lose an enormous amount of weight in those 21 days, of course. But um, it's fascinating because, you know, put a vegan out. You've got some vegan in Scotland or something shouting at us and you go, well, okay, mate, go out, go out, get out in the heather and you go on a quinoa hunt and see what you find. (laughs) It's it's not going to happen. How did you ever survive here? And and it's it's so interesting to see that to see what what would actually happen it would just disassemble all the bullshit wouldn't it because most vegans are sitting in sort of high-rise apartments under blue light eating sort of vegan cheese and stuff <laughs> and, and fruit flown in from the other side of the world yeah that's it's one that, obviously not yeah, gonna work that's one that, um, i'm thinking of doing a uh, there's two things that i'm uh, do you know you know but must know ben greenfield yeah yeah he talks quite a lot i mean he has a he's big on like he's more in bone broth and things like that and uh i think i might do a i'm thinking about it already i think i might do the rest of um rest of january um just having meats and and well colostrum bone broths meats and got a raw dairy farm and just to see how i feel after like um 20 or so days of it it could be quite interesting you have some wine do you as well yeah yeah i've been i've It's a funny thing, the wine thing with me, because when I was vegetarian, I had a fatty liver with two cysts um, that they said were really nasty and sort of precancerous. They always freak you out like that. They try to, don't they? Anyway, they said, well, you can't get rid of those and blah, blah, and and you'll have to stop eating so much saturated fat. (laughs) You know what they do. But anyway, I did a bunch of liver flushing and I I went keto and I went. And then that next scan I had, I said, have I got a fatty liver? And they say, no, it's absolutely perfect. And then I said, oh, what about the cysts? And they said, oh, you haven't got any cysts. I said, oh, fantastic. They've gone too. And I said, no, you, you can't get rid of cysts on the liver. And so they were, t- they, I said, well, have a look on my, on my medical records. And they, they went over to the screen, they had a look and they went, hmm. And they were turning me over and over with this ultrasound, trying to find these cysts and they couldn't find them. And um, so that was probably about, <coughs> I think you know, I was 50, 51. That was 2012, 2013. And so they said, well, how did you do that? And I told them, they go, isn't that dangerous? I'm going, well, you want me to take, yeah, you want me to take methotrexate and you're asking me if that's dangerous. So, so anyway, now then I found my liver worked. I couldn't even take a sip of alcohol. I was teetotal most of my life. 
except for the occasional binge, if I really pushed through the first two or three drinks, I could get to a stage where I sort of felt okay. But I'd very rarely do it once or twice a year. But but then I discovered that I could drink. My liver was working at last. And it was I'm 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 terrible. You know, I am the most addictive personality. This is the thing. That's why I get in so much trouble with my body. I'll, I'll blow it out with so many carbs that, that I get rheumatoid arthritis. I'll do this. I'll do that. When I go vegan, I go ridiculously vegan. So I lose all my muscle. I go, you know, I'll do everything to extreme. So these last four years, I thought, well, actually, you know, that first year of being carnivorous, I felt so good and everything's fine. And it, when I drink, I don't get the slightest ill effect. So I thought, OK, let's experiment with it. And then I just started drinking loads. And I started, oh, I've never had this in my life. And I, oh, I've never tried. I've never tried that. And I've never tried. Oh, what about what about tequila? What about? And so I started experimenting with it. And it was absolutely zero symptoms, you know, and, and no weight went on. Nothing went on. I never had um, beer or anything like that. And and recently, I, I think I've come to the end of the experiment. <clears throat> you know, I might have some wine once a week or something, but I was sort of doing it every day. And and I think I've I've stripped a load of thiamine out of my body. But that was just I, me and alcohol, no nothing else. No, nothing else. And the weird thing was that that the vegans were shouting at me for my uh, blood results. You know, they say, "Oh, you're going to be diabetic like Sean Baker." Of course, he's not. We understand about gluconeogenesis, and they don't, and the physiology of of, <laughs> of having low insulin and low CRP in an athlete, and what happens to blood glucose. But of course, they have no idea about that. High blood glucose, right? He's diabetic, and it, oh, for God's sake, drives me mad. Um, so anyway, I so I thought, all right, I'll do my bloods. And as as usual in a carnivore on keto, the bloods were all fine, except LDL was up. And I thought, ah, that's great. That's cool. I, that's where I want it to be. And I said to the nurse, I'm on a really high fat keto diet. You know, that's OK. The LDL coming up. Oh, yeah. She said it's just a con to sell statins. And I thought, excellent. The nurses are starting to realize this now. So anyway, but I thought, yeah, but I've been drinking and. I never drank before and people, the docs used to ask me if I was a heavy drinker and I've been drinking loads of wine. And, um, and I said, yeah, but what about my liver results? And she had a look and she went there absolutely perfect. And I thought that's amazing, isn't it? That, that I think what happens, what I've heard is that saturated fat is very protective for the liver. And, you know, if you're in ketosis otherwise, uh, and you're just burning a bit of alcohol in preference and you're pretty lean, then then it's okay now i it was all i was doing was meat butter well fish and eggs sometimes you know egg yolks and 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 butter and then my partner got diagnosed with graves disease i'd been telling her for a while she was losing a load of weight and she's black and her ass even disappeared and that doesn't happen with black women you know and so i thought yeah. right something's going wrong and her eyes started to get a bit bulgy and i said you've got to check out your thyroid Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know what nurses are like and women are just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So anyway, she did have it checked. And yeah, she was in trouble. Heart, resting heart rate of like 130 and and, and really, really That's trashed. That's high. Yeah. Yeah. And she was pretty much on a carnivore diet as well. But she was um, she had a load of other things going on, too. She was eating a load of nuts and she was eating a load, a load of fruit and like malt drinks and things like that. But after 20 years of vegetarianism and a load of fluoride when she grew up in Arusha in Tanzania, to the point where she had like brown uh, stains on her teeth, which is fluorosis. Mm. You know that her teeth were fine, absolutely no fillings. We've got no fillings in the family. I think I've got one tiny one that I probably never needed, that's white. But um, that was decades decades ago, and nothing's gone wrong since. But <clears throat> so her her teeth even had fluorosis. 
and so that that will obviously halides will mess up mess up the um, the thyroid. But anyway, we talked to Jofia and we talked to Jeremy and we talked. We got a plan together and uh, fine, she's sorted out. But because Jofia was saying in Graves' disease, you 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 know the Paleolithic ketogenic diet of Paleomedicina in Hungary, and they say it's got to be fatty meat, absolutely no dairy, absolutely no plants because they're doing these um, what are they called the um, gut permeability tests? I've forgotten what they're called, but anyway. It, to show exactly how permeable the gut is and they can show it clearly and they find that even if there's a few plants left the gut never quite heals up so anyway we got her on that and i said well just for you we'll get the butter out the house and i won't eat that either and i was blown away because some sinus issues that i was putting down to central heating last winter disappeared and i, I was eating the same amount of calories stuff in my face but it was tallow and not butter and i got ripped I mean, it was ridiculous Ripper. and it was just probably a little bit of inflammation just from the butter. Now I'm not saying was it was that bad. raw butter though. It was no, it was like Kerrygold or something. Sometimes we'd have, um, so I'd be interested to see if you had raw butter, if that would have been an effect. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would actually, because sometimes we were having that or whatever yeah. the, the raw stuff from, but we don't always get down to the shop that sells that. Uh, yes, it would be, <laughs> but cutting it out, uh, was, was absolutely miraculous. It was, because I didn't really think I had any issues because it wasn't affecting my joints. Yeah. But suddenly I got ripped and I've had to really start training. I'm about, I, I got down to about 10 stone four down the last, the last carnivore retreat. If you see the talk that I gave there and I'm standing there in a vest and I'm like, God, that's too skinny. I got to do something about that when I came back. And so I said, I mean, I lost all the muscle, ended up nine stone when I was vegan and then trained for one winter and put about 15 pounds of muscle on and got back up so, to like 10 and a half but then that was with with very low body fat after getting rid of the butter. And so I thought, right, I'm going to have to train again. So the, the past couple of months, it's just, well, maybe three months it's taken to put two stone on. But I also added some Greek yogurt and a little bit of honey in the Greek yogurt. And that has put on maybe 10 pounds of fat, but the rest is, is muscle. And it's amazing what you can do. I mean, I'm 57 <coughs> years old and just body weight training here the amount of, of, of muscle that you can put on on a carnivore diet just blows me away. So what is your, what is your like, because I know that some different ways of doing about a carnivore diet. It'd be interesting to see what your like day-to-day is because I know there's different ways of doing it in terms of bone broth and bone marrow and you say eggs and, and butter and some people some people have, you know, I've, I can't remember who it was talking about um, his name. It was a really good like, idea of like a cholesterol shake after they train, which was like raw milk, raw honey, raw egg yolk, um raw butter really good actually if you ever try it um after training but like what is your sort of like day was it just literally beef and water and then adding in this no, yogurt no i, w- I would say a re- most days it's like beef and water but what i would say i'll run you through an ideal day and then i'll run you through a typical day okay my ideal day would be to um train in the morning about seven or eight o'clock in the morning and then i'll probably eat about nine which i never used to do i'm eating twice a day now since i've been training i was eating once a day but now i'm training i'm i I need to i seem to need to eat more yeah yeah. so what i would have would be um say about six oysters raw and then i'd have um some type of steak done very pretty much rare raw so, in the middle and seared on the outside after the oysters yeah and that that would be that would be an ideal first meal and then the second meal for me would probably be something like 
some burgers or some some other meat or whatever and and some fish too maybe a tin of sardines maybe some some mackerel that i'd uh, some mackerel but maybe maybe mackerel or some salmon that i'd done in the oven and put a bit of tallow with it and um you know that kind of thing to so two meals quite or or um or just a little bit of liver you know just as a starter so you have a liver as a starter and then some kind of muscle meat any kind of muscle meat maybe some lamb chops maybe some what what i really love is is lamb burgers made with lamb mince it's incredibly cheap and the fat's great and and i think the burgers that it makes with the lamb with just some salt <laughs> and maybe a little white pepper so it's low oxalate and uh that that would be the second meal and i can just eat them like biscuits you know and they're, they're delicious so much nicer i think than the beef burgers or i might have some beef burgers that with these are beef burgers i stress that we make ourselves with 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 ground beef not not some crap with wheat in in the shops and uh i might put a load of runny egg yolks on the top you know boiled really soft or or fried really soft i don't generally do raw anything sometimes i'll have some raw mint sometimes if it's a really nice um um what do you call it flat iron steak i'll slice a bit off and eat that or if it's very very good quality meat from from one of the grass-fed farms i'll eat that but let's go a, a typical day is more like what did the kids not eat yesterday in their lunchbox i'll throw that in the oven in some lamb fat and heat that up. i mean it's generally burgers beef and lamb mixed up i'll throw them down and uh, i might i might have a couple of mouthfuls of sardines you know and then later on i might cook a steak or i might have just hack a load of stuff from a a, a beef joint where we've done a, a roast beef and put that in with a load of tallow and something and heat it up again and eat that or I, I mean when we make um when we make we make gravies and we've always got bone broth on the go so that's always there i don't drink cups of it like i used to but if i do um some ground beef in a pan i'll fry it up and then i'll tip some bone broth in at the end and my son pretty much lives on that with the old bite of liver and a bit of salmon and um and and he's fine with that so i think you know, a little bit of fish and whatever but i've been neglecting that recently and i don't feel so good i have to say i don't feel so good without um without the odd bite of organ meats people are frightened of liver i don't like it that much i think it's quite nice why are they frightening um, it sorry why are they well because it? because they just don't like it do they oh, they say ooh liver you know when they well, come in i never used it, to when i was younger but now i'm old yeah. it's lovely it's delicious yeah 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 done right i think it's i think it's nice I'll, I'll even have a couple of bites of that raw as well when i'm yeah. cooking it yeah but i think that um i i think all you need is really a couple of mouthfuls a day because again if you go in the proportions of the animal because people argue about how much liver do you need well if you're very depleted you know and very sick and your gut's really leaky like uh, jofia says at uh at paleo medicina you should you should maybe include more organ meats because they have enormous punch of, of 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 nutrients and probably a load that you actually need at that stage but as you go on you might be able to drop them out a bit um but but i just i, I just have a few bites just because i don't particularly like to make a whole meal of a great big pile of liver now i've done it now and again but uh, but just a few bites here and there and it's as a starter really use the fish and and, and liver as a starter and I mean, we got all kinds of things downstairs. We've even got brains in the freezer there. We have a few brain. of them. Yeah, no, this uh, this is these are cow brains, but they're kind of difficult to get hold of because they're they're legal to sell in England, aren't they? But it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, they're illegal to sell in England, was it? Yeah, the whole head gets incinerated. 
Oh, really? All okay. that nutrition, yeah. Because I know, we're, I know, we're the biggest uh, exporter of offal in the world because um, we don't really eat it. But look, most of other like uh, other um, yeah uh, countries, they they love offal. They know it's very very well. It's extremely yeah. nutrient dense, and so they eat. No, it. if you go if you if you go to like the Indian <laughs> market, I think my missus got it from one of the Indian butchers, that sort of thing, halal butchers or something. I don't, I don't know, Middle Eastern something like. That. <clears throat> but you can get it, but it's difficult to find. And um, yeah, it's, so we've got all kinds of things down there, and yeah, I I, I just I there's an ideal there, and there's not, you know, and, and bone broth too is great. So we go and get the the nice grass fed bones and and fat trimmings. One really good thing that I've found is that if you can't afford the the meat, it's my best tip, is if you can't afford the meat from um, from these fantastic grass fed places where it can get very expensive. Like we 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 bought a two rib rib roast, and it was seventy two quid for Christmas dinner, and it's like you can't eat like that every day. <laughs> no, no. And, and so yeah. and so what we do is go and get the fat because it's really cheap and people are scared of it. So we go and come out with sort of five ten kilos of fat. And chop that up around an ordinary supermarket, way too lean beef joint. Then you've got this beautiful tallow. You've got the crispy bits of the fat. You can even eat some of it raw if you're one of these people. Some people have trouble with liquid fats, with rendered fats. I don't. I could drink pints of it a day. I've always been good with fats. Um, and and you add that to the to regular supermarket beef, and suddenly you've got almost as good as a, a grass-fed beef with with none of the crap that that settles in the fat, if there is any, from the ones that have been maybe had some hormones and this and that you know and antibiotics and stuff but i think a lot of that a lot less of that comes through in the meat than we think it does um but it's always a consideration but so that's that's kind of what i'd eat i guess you awesome know. awesome so it sounds yeah i mean it's it's a good way of going about things it's interesting that, that um yeah it's interesting way to do it. i think i'm gonna give it a go i think i might add in some raw butter and some raw um yeah some raw de- uh, milk to see how it goes um, definitely you might add some colostrum I might have like a bone broth with some colostrum mixed in to see how it goes and to see how I feel for like 20 days I think it would be an interesting interesting thing to do I mean I do have days where I just do carnivore um some days and other days I have a few more vegetables I just I like asparagus for example it calls yeah I don't I'm a fan of it I mean but as you said before I do put like um Celtic sea salt on there and some coconut oil so it's like the the whole blend of it, um, but yeah, interesting, Phil. It's been it's really fascinating. So that's so what's so so un, un, unleashed human unleashed is what's going on at the moment. Was that humanunleashed dot com? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can find <laughs> my books and stuff at um, pureactivity dot net, and I have a course out there which is uh, autoimmunity, the subtraction method for. Uh, loads of great reviews of that, including Jack Cruz has done a review of that, which I was. I was really proud of because Jack's the first one to tell you that he doesn't approve of you if he doesn't. So he won't do anything out of politeness. And, um, yeah, he, that way. yeah, he definitely, definitely. Yeah. He's quite, he can be quite abrasive. So, but... so the, thing, the thing is Jack Cruz is, and I'd, I'd love to talk to him again on the show. The problem is like Jack Cruz is he doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I know. I mean, he, he looks a lot better than he did at one stage, but he, he drinks probably more than me. I think old Jack does. And, um, and he does spend a lot of time in uh, buried away in artificial light in hospitals. And, but, but yes, I, I think, but, but Jack, I think is, is, is trying to prove something about what you can do just with light. 
I would like to see what would happen with Jack on a carnivore diet. You know, I mean, I respect him enormously. And I, I, I said at the beginning of my carnivore journey, I said to him, is there anything that the carnivores are missing? And he's because he's always saying, stop being a, a diet guru and be a light guru. And um, I say, well, I, I talk about all of it. But the only reason I talk so much about diet is because there's the most bullshit built up around it. And so it's, it's difficult to break through the conditioning. I'd much rather talk about other stuff, you know, like we've been talking about on this podcast instead of having to convince people that meat isn't Satan. But with Jack, I think he wants to he wants to prove this whole light thing. And I did say to him, OK, you know, privately, what what uh, what are we missing? And he went, well, you know what? In your case, in the north of England, I would go fully carnival, particularly during the winter. Um, but he said, yeah, probably something about the polyphenols. And he's saying, you have a few glasses of Malbec a day. <laughs> Obviously, when, uh, <laughs> or you have some um, some um, uh, berries here and there and you're probably fine. The rest of it's fine. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a carnivore diet. I think a lot of people can go. I mean, look at look at the Anderson family, 20 plus years, and they just seem to get younger and younger. And all they've eaten is ribeye steak. So. I, I would like to see Jack on a fully carnivore diet for a while and, and knock the wine on the head and see what happened. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just I, like, I, I just, I just like, no, because, well, what you're saying about wine anyway, but hormesis and, and the blue zones, you know, the blue zones, they all have men two drinks a day and yeah. women one drink a day. You, you're, probably, you're not a fan of the blue zones? I, well, I, I, I think that there's, yeah, I, I'm a fan of the blue zones, but I'm not a fan of the vegan interpretation of the blue zones. Oh, okay. No, no, I was just, talk, I was just talking like in terms of there's like yeah. 12, 12 or 13 things they all do. And, you know, exactly. I mean, and yeah. one of them's like having prayer and one's like being togetherness and having purpose. And, and when they do have things in the pantry, they're all fresh foods and they do a lot of like, they do a lot of exercise and, and yeah, being outside. And yeah, one of the things is, um, you're having an alcoholic drink every every day. Men have two and women have one based on the hormesis, you know, as you said before. And so uh, that's, that's not a problem if you're doing it like that. Um, it's just like, because I, I listen to Jack Cruz and I think he's, uh, he's very, very knowledgeable. And then you just, and I, it, it, I wouldn't, well, so I wouldn't want to say it to him. I would probably say it to him and say, Jack, come on, like, let's get yourself sorted out. Because if you look phenomenal and you're talking a good game, like Paul Sardino looks good. I know he's a younger man, but there's people out there like Troy Craig, uh, Troy Casey, who's like 50 plus, and he looks very good. Uh, he's in shape, you know, um, and it just it just adds credence to what you're saying, doesn't it? If you look a certain it does, way, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I've decided because I've realised, you know, I sort of get billed as this godfather of carnivory and all that. The funny thing is, you get lazy. Carnivore diet keeps you in such good shape. When I'm walking around, I look at 57 year old guys. And I look down at my stomach and even now that I've covered my abs up again with a bit of Greek yogurt, I've still got a flat stomach. Yeah. And and um, all the guys walking around, even 20 years younger than me, have got uh, big bellies. All of them. Well, my mates, I, used yeah. to, I used to have one. I used to have one. And I'm and, and I think it's so easy. It makes you lazy. But now I am thinking, yeah, all right. sod it. You know, I'm going to go and train again and, and, and look as good as I can, because it's almost it, it's almost your duty to do it. If 100%. you're talking about. It, if you're talking about this stuff, you know, and I am ridiculously lazy, you know, I've, I've got it down to like, I'll train two minutes a day. It's brutal. It's do, brutal. Do you not enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it then? Not particularly. I used to, and I used to run my own gym. Right, you know, right, I owned right, my right. own gym and I got really big in the late nineties, but I never got lean. I never got ripped. I was never obese. <laughs> 
I was just one of those guys who had a load of muscle but didn't quite have abs and could yeah. never get them, however much cardio I did. And I used to write for mountain bike magazines and all that sort of thing. Never got it. But now with the um, with, with the carnivore diet, it's so easy to tweak it. You know, you just take the dairy out, and it, in my case, and just end up with abs no, no, no matter how much you eat. Um, and it's so easy to tweak it, whether you do exercise or not. And the muscle that you put on in the past, you keep unlike veganism where it all goes down the toilet really fast. And so, and so now I, I just, I just think, well, all right, I'm going to have to train again, but I know how to train. And I was always into abbreviated training. I used to write for this, this, uh, magazine called hard gainer. And there's still articles flying around the internet from a, one I wrote in 98 called the psychology of the 20 rep squad. And I know how to train incredibly abbreviated to get, to get results. And, you know, the Doug McGuff book is brilliant, Body by Science. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend anybody to get that where he's saying you have to train like 10 minutes once a week and, and you can do it in that. It's it, maybe it's not as natural as doing it more often and getting out and doing some natural movement outside. I totally accept that. But for actually putting muscle on, you can do it in two minutes a day and a couple of days off a week very, very easily. And I know how to do that. So I'm doing it and it's my God, it's working. But um you, you know, I, so so I'm doing it that way because I just can't be asked to go to the gym anymore. I can't be bothered. I had a load of Olympic plates and trap bars and Olympic bars in the garage. And I, I even got rid of that last yeah. winter. Yeah. You know, I, I sold them and I, I just just doing body weight. All I own is a chinning bar now. And I just do do sort of chins and then right into failure and then sort of reverse shrug chins so that you get into your back. And it's such a horrific set. You can't do anymore. And then maybe I'll go do some sort of inclined um, uh bench uh, uh push-ups with with my symbol bag on my back you know with all my symbols in so it's real heavy and then i might do 50 squats with my daughter on my back you know and that kind of thing and and it's it's really working but i just do it it's brutal but it's very 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 abbreviated okay. and and um it's it's I, I i just need to do it because if i'm going to be billed as a godfather carnivory i want to be 60 and looking at least as good as um as as what's his name uh what's his face paul check no, 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 no. Why have I forgotten his name? He looks really good though. At Fifty, at fifty. He does. He does. Yeah. He, he does look very good. No, I was thinking of um, Carl Prime, Mark Sisson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is with this, it's interesting because for someone like I want to get into summer actually, but just before that, it's interesting for someone like me because obviously looked at research and MS as well and other things. Like I quite like the idea of blood flow, getting the blood flow once a day, you know, as well, and like lymphatic. Yeah. And so. Um, and because I play a lot of sport, I think like one of the things competitive sport and just being, I said I enjoy it. And so like every day I like to train, keeps me mentally focused. I enjoy it and it keeps me like young, etc. Like I play for thirty four, I play football with people that are eighteen and stuff, and I'm still one of the fittest guys on the pitch. It's not the fittest guy on the pitch. Um, and you said before, a lot of people, my mates are younger than me, and they're absolutely out, out of shape. But it's interesting because if I was to do a carnivore, full carnivore, I mean if I was adding more. If I was adding raw milk in and raw butter, in, it probably wouldn't be effective. But if I was just doing carnivore and some beef and water, and I was training basically six days a week, um, with two of those being like football sessions, half football sessions, um, one my tie session, and, and the other two like weight sessions where I'm lifting, would I just waste away, or would I, would, would, I, would, I, would I need some carbs? Would I need some fruit? You know. Or would it be I, I, I think it's all I think it's all individual. I mean, there's so many factors to, to discuss there. If you have any digestive issues, I'd say, which you don't seem to. So I would say stay away from the starchy carbs and maybe just add a bit of honey or something. Um, I, I think 
it's for athletes it takes a lot longer to adapt i mean when i say i just train two minutes a day i don't i do more than that. <laughs> I'd, you know i might go practice drums and then i'll go and rebound for a bit and then i'll go sit on the computer for a bit and then i'll go out and ground and then i'll do some rebounding and then i'll come back in so i'm moving you know as much as i can and i think that you mentioned the lymphatic system i think that's very important i don't play any sports i don't do anything like that anymore and so i'll i'll just pull the rebounder down and put it in the middle of the living room and bounce around for a bit or take it outside sometimes or whatever or do some burpees outside and get a bit of grounding at the same time so there are other things i'm doing i'm just talking about the taking it to failure stuff for muscle building is, is literally two minutes a day but um and i think that's pretty much how ted Naiman trains as well or ted Naiman, however you pronounce it you know he's in amazing shape too and he does very very abbreviated bodyweight stuff um so I think for athletes, it's a different thing. It depends. It entirely depends how, how much, how good you are at, at burning fat. And, um, I don't think there's any reason why you'd waste away, but I, I, I think you would, um, perhaps notice some energy problems if you're taking in some carbs at the moment, if it's just, if you're, if you're very ketogenic at the moment, you probably won't notice much difference. I mean, look at, look at, um, um, Zach Bitter, you know, and he's just broken a hundred mile record and he's um he's on pretty much no carbs on the days he's not training anyway he takes a few carbs in on the days he he actually does a hundred mile race or but whatever he, but he's it's like still... all skin and bone though right he, he's he's but well, isn't every marathoner yeah exactly so i mean so it's sort of like when you're so if you're if you're doing that if you're doing the kind of exercise you're doing which is pretty explosive and sprint kind of yeah. based it, I, I don't see any reason why you're going to waste away. I mean, look at the difference even in nor within normal diets. Look at the difference between the sprinters and the marathon runners. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the marathon runners that's. I just the, mean, in terms of like like calories, because because well, because you know, like obviously, intermittent. You're anaerobic and you're aerobic, and so you're burning. Like, I just wondering. I mean, if I have the fats, the calories should be fine. Actually, it's not a problem. That's. What I was just wondering if you thought just like obviously not just beef and water, maybe out the fats and have something like a a raw yogurt or a raw. Um, yeah, raw milk, something like that, just to keep the just to keep the the calories up. I think again, listen to your body. Play around with it, yeah. <laughs> listen to your body. I'd see absolutely no reason if you're getting enough protein that you'll waste away. That's yeah. very simple. Yeah. You know, protein, if you've got enough protein to cover the training you're doing, your muscle is not going to waste away. And then the rest of it is balancing the energy, isn't it? So yeah. then you balance that with fats and, and carbs. No, I'll give it a go. It's, it's the energy you'll run into uh, problems with, not wasting away. Yeah, I'll give it a go because uh, I want to see what it's going to be like, actually. Because I've, I've done, like, carnivore days and stuff. It'd be quite interesting to do it for a certain period of time. The other thing, I don't know if you listen to, um, have you heard of a company called Bioptimizers? No, I'm going to start. Yeah, getting their products on my thing because I don't. I've got a big. I can't wait for them to come. Um, I've been using some of their stuff, but I'm going to mega dose on. It's a guy called Wade Lightheart, a very interesting guy. He talks. He's got the enzymes, systemic enzymes, and so you can take them that help you digest food, but also you take them on your stomach. They can help you get rid of any. I think they might be great for your knee. That's what I was talking about because for scars, injuries, etc. He's he's saving people scars to pay knee injuries go. Um, he says like. What well, he he got he got ready for a uh, physique competition in three weeks that would normally take him twelve to sixteen because he mega dosed on these enzymes and probiotics and he's got another he's also got a good product out there called Gluten Guardian which breaks down if you go on his site I'll, I'll send it to you but I'm yeah, going to be done um, by optimal you can see how it breaks down food it's really interesting but for your your knee I was thinking it could be could be uh, interesting he's got like a three hour podcast with Paul Check um, and I'm getting him on here on the nineteenth so it might be interesting I'll to check that out yeah because it helps you break down the food I mean, obviously as you get older the digestive enzymes 
um, you produce less as well. But these, um, he's very, very good if you look at the stuff that he does on his site. So it would be interesting to get you on it. But um, mate, we've covered quite a lot. I'm going to need to get a list of these names off you from all these people that we've talked about. I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got um, Jeremy Ayres, Graham Norbury, Bart Kay, um, Elliot Overton. Um, body by science, you got that. Is that Matt Maruka? You got to get Matt on Matt Maruka. How am I spelling Maruka? M A R U C A C U A Matt Maruka. Yeah, yeah. Have a listen to have a listen to Graham, and that's Graham with G A E M E rather than H type Graham. Graham G M E G R A E M E norbury n-o-r-b-u-r-y have a have a listen to his hpo podcast and 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 of course he does our stuff um you know he so he's done that podcast with that bitter and with with sean on on human performance outliers he's also with us on on the human unleashed and and you can hear him so all of us humanunleashed.com yeah humanunleashed one word.com yeah and if you do humanunleashed.com slash conferences Go and have a look at our. I'm I'm recording now testimonials, and they're on my website anyway in a playlist of testimonials of people talking about the last carnivore retreat we did last May, uh, last April, and this one in May. Honestly, come along if you can possibly come along. Check it out. When it is, is it? so special. Just check you. You go check it out. Humanunleashed.com/slash/conferences. Watch the video there and see the testimonials and see what we're doing this year. It's heaven. It's it's basically in a converted monastery in uh, in the south of spain i organized it last year with with dr lynn hardy who's brilliant who's got these beautiful great big mansion type villas down there and we stayed in one of them and 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 then we went to the retreat and it was like god this is monstrous and these people came along we 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 had like 30 people maybe in the rooms 30 odd rooms but um we had about 50 people some of them were days day only but we had fully carnivore meals. We had great speakers. We had it, it's just beautiful grounds, Spanish sun, swimming pool. Um, it's it's a really magical experience. And people made so many contacts. I mean, the thing is, it's so normally you go to some massive great event. Say you want to go meet Sean Baker or something. You go to some massive great event and there's thousands of people there and you get to see him for two minutes if you're very lucky. I mean, this is, you're going to be hanging out with Sean Baker around the pool and Bobby Risto and all of, all of these great speakers and, and stuff. And, and so the people who go, so the people who booked last year, lo, about half of them, they just went, yeah, let's go book again straight away. And it's, it's a really special event. So I'm, I'm starting to interview the people who, who went there last year and getting these lovely little five minute testimonials. I've, I've got one up with Rindy Anstey and one with Ava Laroche who's speaking next year. Uh, well, next May, this May coming and uh, they're on my YouTube channel and, and you can see them at the human unleashed too. I think Ben's put them on that page, but um, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's not coming uh, up. It's not coming up. I'm trying to get it up. Humanunleashed.com forward slash conference conferences yeah yeah it's not coming up i don't know why maybe because i've got it in caps so look conferences so look have you got it spelled right yeah human unleashed human go on tell me how you spell it the t-h-e oh the human unleashed yeah the human unleashed okay <laughs> forward slash conferences the human unleashed what is this human unleashed okay let's have a look <laughs> processing request it's coming up <laughs> right but perfect yeah it's, it's just it, it's such a magical event it really is so there's all the details about that on there. there's a lovely half hour video of 
Paul Mabry speaking, Zofia and people speaking about we 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 filmed a load of um uh, interviews and and Ben cut a few of the highlights together on that page. It's a lovely half hour vid of people talking about it and talking about their own healing journeys and also Paul Mabry the doc talking about zero carb doc. You should get him on. He's lovely. Um his Paul, talk on plant toxins was amazing. Paul Mabry. M A B R Y, yeah. But he's he's very cool. He's a lovely lovely guy and um you know he was <laughs> fixed his own serious metabolic issues when he was in his mid 60s i think and now he's sort of late 60s uh maybe 70 i'm not sure how old paul is now but he was fantastic and he came along and spoke and it was so great to meet these people that you met online and like none of them were a disappointment some extraordinary people turned up actually extraordinary people there's one guy my god if you could get him on Who? we're gonna we're trying to get him on he's he's uh there's a guy called Bruce Duvet, and he works right under the radar. And he's um, he's been D U V E two words, but he's he's been uh, his stories. My God, <coughs> I mean, he opened his computer and showed Jeremy and I sort of surreptitiously on the second day. He's very quiet, saying, "Have a look at these results I've got. I've thirty years and tens of thousands of cases. He's had people kind of throwing up stomach tumors and things, and just getting rid of all sorts of it." He's a, and then he takes photos of the retina where you're not supposed to be able to rebuild all the vascularity in the retina. And he does that with everybody and he shows them before and after and how he rebuilds the retinas. And he's, um, is he a doctor? God, I tell you the people out there working under the radar are amazing. And, and he's, um, he's doing it on a, on a, a system of, uh, refeeding, uh, just three days fasting, then refeeding three days, fasting, refeeding. We've started to do this as a protocol around the new moon where you refeed on a big carnivore refeed on the new moon and just do three days of fasting on snake juice, maybe a day of dry fasting in the middle. Snake juice. Before, yeah, yeah, before and after the electrolyte kind of thing. Have you, have you spoken to Carl Robinson? Uh, no, I've not spoken to him, but I've, uh, we, 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 we're quite up on the snake juice idea. I think he's hilarious. I think he's great. But, he's brilliant, you know, yeah. To put, this to, uh, to, to put this together around the new moon is fantastic. You might not even need so many during the month. But this is kind of, I shouldn't even talk about it really because you end up face down in a swimming pool. But yeah. it's curing things that really shouldn't be possible to cure. <laughs> no, no, 100%. I mean, I love, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, I mean, it's amazing what we can, I mean, you've seen the results you get and, and I know what we do and if you can do these things, people, it's amazing what you can do just by doing the basics, let alone going things like this, oh. you know. And then if you've got people like that, what they're curing, it's a, phenomenal and i'm great i mean if you if you if anybody's watching who has a a relative with breast cancer or something i mean just put my name phil escott and breast cancer into youtube and see the video that i've got there which is a little section (coughs) from a talk there's a load of other sections to that talk but my web guy split it up into little sections and this is like just a three minute thing on breast cancer and it's my mum, and you can see this breast tumor completely disappearing you know and all the skin coming back to normal and whatever and that was just on a carnivore diet at 93 years old carnivore diet and a iodine protocol which to be honest wasn't enough i've learned so much more about iodine since then and breast cancer it was just a guess of mine basically after we tried a load of other things and uh three months into that the, the, she just said it's starting to disappear and i'm like yeah right okay are you a bit loopy mine and i had a look and it was like what the hell what, what? and to see to see the oncologist's face when he went what have you done how have you done that? It's beautiful when you see that. What, what, what? That's awesome. What, what, what was? What do you reckon was the cause of her uh, cancer? Was it stress? Ah, 
How can you say what the cause of cancer is? I mean, Who knows? I, I, mean, mean, I mean, was there anything that sort of preceded it? Was it like a death in the family or anything that could have shocked the system at all? Not really. I mean, the fact of where it was tells some of her emotional history. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was impossible to work on my mother's emotional history. <laughs> she yeah. was not open to anything like that. So it just shows that even without that, you know, by regulating the light, we put these bulbs in her flat. We, uh, I was making her wear the blue blockers. I was getting pushing her out in the sun whenever I could in the summer, and painting this 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 tumor that was almost coming through the skin, painting it with iodine and giving her iodine every day and a carnivore diet uh, with a little bit of Greek yogurt and and berries as well. So it wasn't fully carnivore, but it was pretty close. And uh, and it 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 disappeared. You know, it was it it was still like a hard lump in the middle. But the lumps are irrelevant, really, in cancer. Everyone's fixated on the lumps. Yeah, no, yeah. The lumps are like a nice speedometer to see what's yeah. going on with the process. The process is important. Like, would the core of that tumor ever have disappeared if uh, uh, eighteen months or so later she hadn't died of of uh, a couple of bouts of pneumonia? Who knows if it would have disappeared eventually. But you can see in the picture that the skin was bursting through the skin. It was purple, black, kind of hideous growth. And then you can see the skin coming back together. It's funny. Vegans have even told me, ah, you you, you reversed the dates on the photo. <laughs> you know, anything to get out of the fact that, yes, a carnivore diet was the basis of of, of reversing this case of breast cancer. Oh, you, can, it was, you, you can't cure cancer on a carnivore diet. It's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. You can mean, it's it's just what you, I've, a lot of it is what you remove as well, I think. Like, exactly. You're just taking away and you're giving the body, like, you know, you're just getting out of the body's way. body will heal itself. I, I've yeah, got, yeah. They keep saying, they keep saying, well, meat doesn't cure cancer and i go no it doesn't no it's just the basic food you take all the shit out that probably does cause cancer and you're left with the meat and fat it's not that that's going to cure the cancer it's like if you're a vegan you're eating a load of quinoa and then suddenly you put a steak on your quinoa it's not going to cure your breast cancer right uh, yeah. it's just not you've got to do yeah. tons of other things 100 percent. i mean i put out one today i was like um you can cut a tumor out but unless you change your diet and lifestyle, the cancer will just come back. That's because the tumor actually isn't the cancer. It's a symptom of the cancer. To recover yeah. fully, it's get to the root cause and cut, burn, poison. We'll never do that. And it's what you're saying. Like, you know, you can, exactly. <laughs> unless you change what you're doing fundamentally that's causing it, it'll just come back. And they can go on about how people, more people are in remission because they just changed the, 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 uh, the length of remission from five years to four years. And all of a sudden, more people are in remission. It's like, well, well done. You know, they can... They say stats don't lie, but statisticians do, you know, and so that's like um, what they do all the time. Mate, it's been a really good conversation. There's, 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 I know we've got loads more to talk about. I'm definitely going to have a look at that Unleashed conferences. It's, it looks really good. Um, is it in Mallorca? I'm trying to look where it is. Where it is. It's, down, it's down near, it's about an hour from Malaga <coughs> and about half an hour from Gibraltar. Right. A little bit inland. In, oh, sorry, it's, it's like Mar- Marbella sort of way. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful area and such a gorgeous resort, but... Um, yeah, you can see quite a bit of it on that on that video there, and then there's the testimonials coming up. If Ben's put them on, they probably will be by the time this this comes out. Anyway, he was going to bung them up today on there, but otherwise they're on my YouTube channel in a playlist. The, the two most recent videos have a listen to people talking about it. But we're keen. We've only got about as we speak here. We've only got about nine rooms left. Yeah, you've um, got eighteen. So yeah, you've got like yeah, you've got a couple of other things, but you've got eighteen tickets left for the, the conference, which. Um, I'd probably do that and just jump in an Airbnb or something for three nights, you know, next, next to it. Or you can go, or if you want to, you can go to this 12. There's a, 
at the room at the monastery. I'm just looking here where you can go glamping for two people. Um, you know, if there's two yeah, there's, there's a couple of there's a couple of those yurts left. They're they're very cool actually. They're they're lovely. Nobody was in them last year, and this year I've said to them, "Can we bring the yurts in?" Because I'd actually quite like to stay in there, but we because we've got to sell the rooms, we're not going to stay there. We're going to stay down the road in another villa. So, so that we can sell the rooms, you know, and get right. all the speakers in there and get everybody among every, everybody. And we'll be just down the road, but we'll come in every morning and go off every evening and and whatever. And, um, yeah, I'm undecided. Might might take a band there and play, you know, might do some music and take my drums down. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. we got a few plans. But I think it's going to be it's, it's going to be amazing hanging out with these these guys. And uh, I mean, I have a podcast as well that I didn't mention my my particular pet hate as i mentioned earlier is this thing spirituality <laughs> being wrapped up in in um in 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 veganism and vegetarianism and and my background is very much sort of yoga and meditation and all of that kind of thing and i love to cut through the bullshit of all of that as well and and I, what i do is interview people who are very kind of spiritual people who have come around to this business of you don't have to be vegetarian and that's all bullshit and so and and there's one interview i've got out there which i would recommend to people apart from the wonderful interview i have with with um with bobby risto with his full hallucinogenic history and how he broke his own cock fantastic stories from bobby there but 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 also um um holly reeves is is like a real modern day shaman and you hear the stuff that she's on about it's fascinating she's one of the speakers this year and uh and so and that's called carnivore and beyond my podcast and facebook yeah. group it's on carnivore and beyond right yes yeah. 100 percent carnivore and beyond yeah facebook group and and my own website at pureactivity.net where i've got if anybody's interested in the carnivore diet i've got a, a, a frequently asked questions uh faq book with with all the 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 frequently asked questions answered very simply and then lots of links to further research very good for people starting off and what uh, was it called again phil just in case people missed it the website it's called pure activity one word dot net pure activity dot net and you can find stuff in the shop there even my um our new don't be a cock womble go carnivore t-shirts and all kinds of stuff we got there and my books and whatever and but but check out the human unleashed and lots of free stuff i think we got probably about four hours of free videos on the humanunleashed.com and then slash conferences we've got the um we've got the 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 retreat but yeah lots of things coming up this year i'm very excited i'm i'm happy to get over the doldrums of christmas and the new year and get on with this stuff and get some positivity together because i think it's going to be a great year for carnivory and everybody involved in spreading the word about about um meat-based diets and whatever and let's get rid of some of this um propaganda and bullshit eh? 100 percent, mate i think that's uh yeah i think that's coming anyway i think it's like anything you know it has to go so too far so it has to come back to the middle and um i think it's like veganism i say to people you're gonna learn the hard way mate and sometimes the best way they can learn um but yeah, otherwise, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Phil. Absolutely fantastic. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's all. It's uh, thank you so much for having me back on, mate. It's always great chatting to you. And uh, yeah, I hope we can meet in person. I mean, if you want to do the Human Unleashed thing, we can always do a, like a four-way Zoom or Skype or something and yeah. get the guys on. And um, that would be fun too. But uh, but yeah, I would. Uh, I think even it, the guys individually, you know, I think you'd really love to 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 hear the stories that Jeremy Ayers has got. It'll blow you away. And um, is that A A R E S or is it A Y R A Y R E S? I'll hook you up with all these people. You know, we'll Sweet. do it through. I'll do it through Facebook. I'll let you know who they are and 
But Jeremy Ayres, yeah, well, he's, he's on my podcast as well with the history of his. is fascinating. Fascinating guy. So just to get, you know, get all these people <laughs> out there, you get get you out there and get, get people who are all spreading all this decent knowledge, particularly people with some kind of holistic attitude to this, instead of thinking that there is this vegan carnivore war. There's a weird thing to me is, there's some vegan who's going, we've got to get rid of all the meat. We've got to get rid of it. And that, that's their focus. And there's me like there's some annoying fly down there. This is what the vegans are like. So can you not see the bigger picture? Yeah. I don't even want to talk about this meat thing. Can we get on to something else? Mm. Can we talk about probably 98% of our beliefs? We're probably the same. Yes, on. Exactly. If you want to eat plants and I want to eat meat, but we don't, but we live once again, but we like don't have synthetic chemicals and we don't use Teflon pans and, you know, we yeah. limit blue light and we use essential And we're oils. suspicious of yeah. vaccines. Yeah, and yeah, we're, yeah exactly. Yeah. All of these things. We, and we're against factory farming and yeah, mistreatment yeah. of animals. That's I what know. they don't understand. I know. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, and we're just trying to live it. Yeah, but you know, it's like, it's fine. It's like, if you want to go and buy, I don't know, black pair of trousers and I want to wear a grey pair of trousers it's like it's fine but most of the things that we yeah. agree on are like in the middle and I always say that is always look at the things in the middle but um, absolutely fascinating talking to you Phil my man thank you very much for coming on you're so welcome it was such a pleasure and there we have it that was a fantastic interview with Phil you know we covered so much we went into so many different avenues and you probably have to listen to it again you know there's lots to take on board and definitely going to be getting lots of the people that he recommended on the show he's mentioned so many people to me and, and his um, carnival um, three day carnival event in May is something that I'm, I think I will be attending um, it's called Human Unleashed and just interesting you know I found myself the more um, meat I have, high quality meat. I perform well. I don't have, to, I don't go OTT. I don't for me like I don't have meat two, three times a day. I have it probably once a day. Uh, some days I have no meat. I just really keep my body guessing, but it's remarkable how I feel and how satiated I feel and how my body performs when I've had it. Um, and so you know, it's 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 something that I'd like to just learn more about, see how my body performs, and um, I think I'm just going to do uh, meat only for a few weeks just to see how the body feels. I just like to be my own my own experiment because uh, I always say you are a study of one. Do what do do what works for you. That's all you can do. I think even the Buddhist or Buddha said this, you know, do what works for you and discard everything else, and that's the key. And so yeah, lots of great information there from from Phil and lots of different um, more, more lots more to, to discuss and discover so if you want to find Phil as you said before pureactivity.net or humanunleashed.com and for myself you know I said before head on over to www.reviveyourself.co for our shop and if you haven't already then go to www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com and you can buy our book. We've got the audio uh, audio book version there too and the option to, to if you want to, to do the 21-day health reset. Um, but yeah, the, the book, If you, even if you haven't got chronic fatigue, it's going to give you a big insight to the three big secrets to, to healing chronic illness and things that is going to help you to improve your health as well as 52 tips you can implement straight away that are going to increase your vitality and uh, inc- decrease your risk of getting disease uh, which is great um, yeah and if you are looking you know to put 
a health issue behind you, a chronic issue behind you that you haven't been able to the traditional way or with other therapists, then please do send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co. And I will get back to you as soon as possible and we can have a chat about how we can help you. Otherwise, that's it for this week, guys and girls. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 